And we are are coming coming down down in in three, two, two, one. studio our host cupcake the riddler is going to be giving us the start of the show that was terrible it was awful live from the couch the chair uh i'm guessing max is in iso and Tom. pickle is a ppn radio network yep uh kendall you suck Thank I'm you. your host, Take the Riddler. I'm Mark. She impossible. Nope. I'm Cap Potato Solace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Mask Chris Massey. And I'm the Rat of the Red Baron. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm, it's weird. I can see Mark, but I'm used to seeing a hole. <laughs> so, it was funny, because I asked Kendall to give us the little roundup thing at the end of the intro, and he did it in the beginning and nah, not the end. <laughs> I had a plan in my head. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't even know if you guys are going to hear music. It doesn't matter. It's part of the show. I know. So I got to figure out something during the break. Uh, we didn't start the fire. Just Perfect. On. Right. Just on repeat. So, well, yeah. the whole time, all, all I'm going to want to talk about on the show is what is what I'm seeing, and they can't see. <laughs> I'm still saying Kendall should stream it. Well, Kendall can't because he's going to be too busy taking 45 breaks so he can go stream himself into a cup. No, no, no. Oh, we should do live on Twitch. Dude. Kyle. Max, you probably have it. I do. I can stream us live on Twitch. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Come on, Hold on one second. No, I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, let's see. Do I have OBS? I do. Hey guys, deal with us while we get this sorted and settled. I didn't talk earlier regarding the Atlanta Falcons after Mox said he wasn't going to. Aaron called you dumb. Well, you know. He did call me dumb. I did not call you dumb. Yes, you did. <laughs> did I? Yes. <laughs> Still you, Kyle. I don't think I did. I don't think I called you dumb. You would do it anyway. My toast of excellence is, I guess, to the LA Rams for actually kind of getting their redesign right. Uh, They kept the royal blue and yellow, so thank God for that. My toast of excellence is to the... I'm sorry. Is it echo? Getting some echo. No, oh, it's some, Rebecca some... screwing around. I don't hey, know. you told yeah. me to do it. In silence. <clears throat> uh, to the great. Seneca Wallace. Brian Hoyer getting a, another shot in the NFL with another team. My uh, my toast. Oh, sorry. Did you say Brian Hoyer? Oh, I did. 
Mark? My toast is to Denver Nugget Jamal Murray. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this. He was hacked. Oh, yeah. He posted like a blowjob video. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, check that out. <laughs> Whoop, wasn't me. <laughs> Whoop, sorry. Kyle's looking it up now. <laughs> All right, it's xnxx.com. Kyle's looking it up. Oh, he just took a screenshot and now he's sending it to the group chat saying, Which college did this pick go to? Oh, that's pretty funny. Kentucky. Week long. No, actually, it is. No. It is. No. It is Kentucky. Oh, not that. No, not, not the bonus. No. Oops, it's not that. Mock is on the clock, by the way. Yeah, I know Mock's on the clock. Oh, I'm not gonna count. We're doing the show now. <laughs> you didn't lose that on a point, bro. It's not my problem. Look it up on your phone. I know, but I I didn't ask enough questions, and I'm trying to leave the screens up so I can see everybody. Well, wait. You have multiple pieces of technology. You can Google it from another one. So do? the problem is, I left my iPad at work. Wow. Uh, Patron and Ice T. Wait, together? Yes. Really? We're red dog. Very mass, very mass drink. Oh, I'm drinking out of one of those stadium plastic cups. Well, it's one of the biggest cups I have. And the people at home can't see me. I know. The matcha. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking Next Coast IPA from Goose Island Station, Chicago, Illinois. Kyle, did you buy that beer? Kyle, did you buy that beer? No. He's All right. Who living? Who's got a basement full of beer that no one, everyone bought for him? What? Well, you talk back to me, sir. I didn't bring up the rat thing, but it was implied. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, from Relic Brewing, Violet Ray. You're gonna hate that beer, I guarantee it. I I might. So so real quick, I know no, the listeners can't see it. But the camera on Paul and Kyle looks like the worst intro to Good Mythical Morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm definitely more wet. Than if we if we gave Kyle a pair of glasses, it would be the perfect like like and link scenario. Paul's got like the hair thing going. Let's talk. About <laughs> Will it smell? <laughs> Will it beer? <laughs> you want to start a new show called like Good Catholic Afternoon? <laughs> I like that. Salud, gentlemen. Or Paul, what do you got? Oh yeah, just go fuck yourself, Mark. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you already went. I'm drinking the county. Which one? New Haven? No, Litchfield. Blech. I'm drinking this because actually the 2019. Oh, you know what? I I have another toast to excellence. If we could, that. I'm sorry. Jesus I'm drinking <laughs> these because. Uh, actually, quite adjacent to me in Cox Closet, there's uh, three boxes full of these, and um, I can drink as many of them as I want. Yeah. <laughs> the problem, the problem isn't going to be the amount of beers I drink. The problem is going to be trying to trying to convince myself to get out of the couch. It's kind of I still have to go to McDonald's after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Mark's laughing. We're scooping him up first. <laughs> Oof. I need that McFlurry, man. All right, let's see. We're going to West Haven. They're going to West Haven. Toast them. Salute. Crack, 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 crack. Yeah, so for those listeners that haven't figured it out yet, um, due to the 
COVID-19, the state of Connecticut has put a kind of a shutdown on things and we took it upon ourselves to start doing this in a remote setting. Um, if you're wondering why everyone, you know, the video thing, you can't see it, but you'll, you'll notice through, through audio and through uh, conversations, Kyle and I are together and everybody else is separate. That's because Kyle and I are lovers. Um, and <laughs> so, Just rolled out of bed. It's actually, actually, if you guys want, Kyle, you want to make those guys feel really uncomfortable, you should, you should kiss me while they watch it on the screen. Because then they're gay. There's no way they're not gay if they're watching it. I'm not actually looking at the screen right now. Those guys are wearing a hard hat. A baseball hat. Found a helmet. Yeah, it's got to feel good. Hurts my head a whole bunch. Yeah, um, look at the ears flexing out. (laughs) So for the foreseeable future, this is how we're going to be doing business here. And I didn't do my toe size sense, which is the Kendall, the rat. Thank you. 7907. We're venturing out into the dirty COVID world. No, Rebecca didn't do anything. She's just driving. Yeah, I took a boat here, by the way. <laughs> well, I took the boat on land. And it was because it was raining. <laughs> well, what's funny though? In a severe situation, you could use the boat on land. There's no situation that you could use a train in the ocean. Yeah, no. So that sounds like airplanes point have, boat. And airplanes have wheels, and then airplanes that land on water. So airplanes and boats are better than trains. Rebecca, get your Pasty Casper with yourself. Yeah. Looks like you're being haunted by, like, some old lady that used to churn butter for a living. Can you give me some space? We have a whole room and you're right on my lap. I'm not on your lap. God, you said you were going to be nice to me. I am being nice. I am being nice. Oh, you guys are getting married. Calm down. Actually, not this year. Yes, we are. Not Neville Nonsense, no more weddings. (laughs) Can you imagine? We'll just have to cycle people in ten at a time. <laughs> All right, you're next. All right, you're next. All right, you're next. Hey, Matsy, are we live on Twitch? I'm working on it right now. What about Twat? Are we live on Twat? No, but we're live on Spreaker. Nice. Nice, the shameless plug. He knows it. <laughs> uh, we are now live on Twitch. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna Twitch. I'm going to double check and make sure that I can actually hear us on Twitch. Hold on. So do we get money now? Uh, no. Why? You have to take your shirt off for that. <laughs> oh, my. What happens, Kendall, is, is instead of uh, instead of paying us, they all they just shit beard at Mass's house. <laughs> and then Mass dumps it out on video back. All right, Mass, you're off the show. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that was true. Or <laughs> <laughs> Ninja. Or Devin Ninja. Devin Ninja. I think you could All right. I got to double check on the actual audio source. Wow, what a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's just taking shots at Devin Funches. We're talking about Twitch beef now. Wow. Hey, so, Kendall, I have a quick question for you. Yes. So, if it comes down to it next year, if it's uh, we're going to talk about this. So, if it comes down to Patriots Bucks next year, what's, uh, what's going on in your head? Uh, I'm rooting for the Buccaneers. For the Patriots, it's more Please. than time. Right, I, I hate the Patriots more than Tom Brady. Monica, I'd also like to ask a question. If the Patriots manage to stumble their way out of a playoff spot and the Buccaneers make it to the playoffs, will you retract your system quarterback statement? So so me and Kyle already discussed this. And uh yeah, that would that would make me wrong, I guess. <laughs> Even though but, uh, the quarterback's the system quarterback, just saying. 
but but I I wouldn't retract the statement. You wouldn't have to. Kyle and I would make sure that you know that the world knows you were wrong. All right. I'm going to buy you, Kyle, or you're going to buy me a Brady slash Chris Godwin uh, combo jersey that has both their names on it. <laughs> Tom Godwin. <laughs> Did you guys see the thing where uh, um, Josh McCown was saying how, like, the greatest thing he ever contributed to the NFL yes. was uh, having his face photoshopped off for other players that wear his number? Because it was like happened like four times in the past yeah. few years. It was so good. <laughs> it was like it was him and then like Odell Beckham for the Browns. Yeah. Uh, I hate when they make that noise. It's only all the time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I pretty much plan to have a game show this week. So I don't know what you guys want to talk about. <laughs> well, well, Kyle, re- recap some, some free agency for us. Well, Todd Gurley signed with the Falcons. You guys weren't aware of that. Son of a bitch. Um, the Bears signed Martavius Mingo last night. 1.19, baby. Matt, pull it up. What am I pulling up? Pull up all the free agency stuff. You spit it uh, out. Talk about it. I'm busy trying to get us on Twitch. Right, fuck Twitch. Matt, pull it up. All right. Kyle, I'm on my phone. Free agency signings. Well, well, the Bears made a splash trade. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. All, All right. right, let's see. 2020 free agency tracker. Um, Cowboys uh, center Travis Frederick retired today. So we're going backwards? Yeah, we go back. Did we talk about that? Well, what's happened between today and our last show? All right, let's see. When was our last show? What was the date? It was the 16th. All right. For anyone, uh, for anyone who may be tuning in for the first time tonight, this is sorry. This is no different than any of our shows <laughs> when we were together. Except we dress nicer. Let's see. March 16th was the last day? Yes. All right, so since then, the Giants have signed Blake Martinez on a three-year deal. Yeah. Let's see. Nate Sudfield went to the Eagles. Uh, Jordan Phillips signed a three-year deal with the Cardinals. Tom Brady officially went to the Bucs. Chase Daniels signed a three-year deal with the Lion. Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Robert Quinn went to the Bears. The Rams signed Leonard Floyd. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater signed with the Panthers. Corey Littleton went to the Raiders. Uh, Jordan Howard went to the Dolphins. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins went to the Saints. Real quick. Uh, I love to see Sean Payton was like, you know, oh, that was the worst mistake we ever made. Like, what if that's like the biggest publicity thing you could possibly say? Like, oh, yeah, you know, we're so glad that you're back. We never would have let you go. Like, <laughs> shut up. I, I, I just hate Sean Payton in general, so there's that. Um, let's see. So, B- Brian Beluga went to the Chargers. 
Rivers went to the Colts. Uh, Talk about that. Okay. A lot of Colts fans are pissed about that. Why? They just hate Philip Rivers, I guess. So, the only the only thing I can think because didn't he sign a one year deal? Yeah. Yes. So, d- unless they plan to like draft somebody this year, it seems like weird. That it seems odd that all right, if Philip Rivers comes in and plays well, say they make the playoffs. Then they kill their draft stuff next year. Well, or then just if he sucks, then you know your team sucked. Like, well, I wonder too on, on his part. I mean, is he looking like? Wh- I wonder what his aspirations are for playing out a career. Is like, do I want to play? Like, does he intend to play multiple years in different places, or like, why not seek a deal out for multiple, like a multi-year deal? Why? Why yeah. not a one year to just go somewhere else? I'm I'm just kind of confused with where he's at. Versus where the I, team's at. It, it's odd. Go ahead, Kyle. It's a chance to win. The Colts have it, the roster to do it now. It is. But that that's what I mean. That's why the one-year thing. If I was a Colts fan, I'd be looking at that as, you know, okay, we might be good next year, but what's beyond that? Well, Especially in a division that, to me, is kind of wide open, and they're one of the better teams in that division. I guess. You know, so well, you just kind of want – you just want more assurance. Oh, say that again, Kyle. They could be the snakes next year and take Deshaun Watson away from them next year. So, I, well, I guess there's some. Is there any part of you guys thinking? So, let's say the the Colts go thirteen three this year and they get knocked out in the division around. Does Rivers resign or does like another one year? Or does he go elsewhere? Does he retire? Is this kind of like a like a hey, well, let's see what happens now and then that's it? That's that's what I mean. Like as a from the fan side, I would I would not feel great, and not that I would have Philip Rivers. Is that it's just this one year uncertainty. You don't you don't know what it's gonna bring. Well, he's better than Jacoby Brissett. Uh, uh, we Kyle, are that's what I'm saying. Twitch, by the way. That's what I'm saying, though, Kyle. Like I'm not saying Rivers can't be successful there, but if you're the fan and you're saying, okay, we signed him for one season. It's just, it, it can't make you feel good knowing or not knowing the future. Uh, Mock. Yes. Uh, I'm going to post to you the Twitch link on Facebook. Okay. So you can post it from the. Yep, uh, I got you. And then, I was saying this before. Oh, Teddy, how Christmas was last year. Bridgewater jumping it off him. Boy, he and Park number increased, which is already hard. It was so good last year. Well, I I think he's bridge. Uh, you're talking about Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he has potential to go top ten, like top ten quarterbacks in the league. Um, but I think he's enough to be able to stabilize that franchise while they rebuild. But you're never going to get the next quarterback when Bridgewater's playing because you're always going to be picking in the mid-tiers. Well, I think they're looking for... Right now, the Panthers are in a situation where the Saints, the Buccaneers, you can technically say the Falcons, are in a win-now mode. And then 
three years down the line, they're trying to get their roster to surpass them. Right. So once their window's closed, now you got the Panthers. So I, I agree with what you're saying, Kyle. And and for that reason, they're going to trade McCaffrey at, within the next couple of years. I would agree with that. Well, I guess you're, the... you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Why wait then? I mean, I think his stock is not going to improve in six years. No, no, that's what I mean. Like it, within the next two years, so it could happen this year. Like if they're gearing up for no. three to four years from now, then you, you have to trade McCaffrey for assets. I mean, because I, he, you're going to waste them. Right. I, mean, I could be wrong. You know, there's there's some guys that have longevity over an entire career and and are fairly dominant. We we see it. I just I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm just being a hater or a doubter, but I feel like if you're going to do that, why wait? Exactly. I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's good Bless for the you. corona right into the head. Hey, you going to share that, man? Uh, I, I don't know if it's smart to trade McCaffrey right now. I, I guess this right now is the best time to do it, but. I mean, you want to get it at a time where it's going to let you gear up at the right time to make that run. You know what I mean? Four quarterback moves this year. Say it again, Paul. I'm sorry. The Panthers are on pace to make four different quarterback decisions this year. Well, they just traded Kyle Allen. Yeah, and then they signed the... Uh, the kid from the XFL, yeah. And then they signed Bridgewater, and they're going to trade Cam. Yeah. Is this your style? Redskins. Redskins. So you you just brought up Cam Paul. Where what do you guys think happens with him? I think that the Bears. I tell you that. What do you, you, you got a typewriter over there? You're yeah. mad at that keyboard. <laughs> My keyboard's just very clacky. Is that is that the Merriam-Webster definition? Even even when we're not in the studio, you make a lot of noise. There's no way. I'm going to fight this battle. Kyle, give me my bag of hot fries. So, so Paul, right, I'm sorry. I need, I need my sunflower seeds. So basically what I was saying was, was that I think it would be a great thing if we had more mass on the show. I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Cam Newton. Newton. What, what do you think happens with Cam Newton? I have no fucking clue. Well, well, who needs him right now? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to go with Minshew. They just got out of the Foles deal. They're not going to jump back into another one of those. Chargers? So so you have the Chargers, you have the Broncos. Well, the Chargers already said they're going with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, but that's not a good idea. No, it's really not, hey, especially guy, if they're actually trying to do something this year. That guy is a wild card loser. Give the guys <laughs> respect. Uh, Here's what I'm thinking. Kyle has an idea, but I think he's thinking the wrong way about it. I think Kyle's thinking Jameis Steelers. I'm thinking Cam Steelers. Reason for it, Ben doesn't have the mobility that he once had. Two, it allows them to remove Ben from more plays because he's been injury prone. He's saying he's feeling better, but I think that can give him some reps off. And three, wouldn't be surprised if we see some Ben can tight end types of That'd be pretty cool. 
but that would result in Cam taking more hits. So, what what's Cam's contract look like? Is it a free agent next year? I think he's making one hundred eighty-seven million this year. Uh, let's see. Mox is I, process what I said. What? <laughs> What'd you say? I'm sorry. It, it, no, you no, guys. Hold on. Oh, they they muted themselves. <laughs> but um, why do they mute themselves? I don't know. But um, I mean, for me, like Cam, you got to figure there's there's Denver, there's L.A. He's making eighteen million this year. Just to answer your question, and and that's why I don't think a team that's going to put him in a backup type role would pay that for a backup. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the Bengals aren't going to do it because they're going to get, uh, fucking what's his face from LSU. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow. Thank you. Cardinals aren't going to do it. They got Murray. Falcons aren't going to do it. Colts aren't going to do it because they got Rivers. Also, also why couldn't, um, why couldn't the Colts be on board for another quarterback option? Even if it was a Jameis or a Cam Newton. Because he's making $18 million this year. The Colts had tons of money, and they only signed Rivers to a one-year deal, which means that they're either going to they're either expecting to win a championship with him and move on, or he's retiring. I mean, Cam is only on a one-year deal too, though. Yeah, but you can re-sign Cam. You can bring Cam in. You can bring Cam in. Philip Rivers is your starter. If he starts choking, you bring Cam in. Think about it, Cam. You, you still want to re, you still want to be reassured that Cam is healthy. That is something that you have more time to work with if you have an actual starting quarterback that can take the field when Cam's not available. You can rework to a new deal with Cam. He's even if he goes on the team, he's not going to get the same contract he got. He's way no. past his MVP days. It gives him a mobility option. And Philip Rivers, I mean, even Tom Brady got a two-year deal, and he's older than Philip Rivers. The only teams that I can see even taking a shot on Cam are the Patriots, the Eagles, um, depending on what their salary is like, the Packers, um, the the Vikings just, or I'm sorry, the Raiders just signed Mariota, so they're not in the sweepstakes for him. Maybe the Broncos. That that that's my spot. But they're they're committed to Locke, and it sounds like they're planning to start him. Well. I I don't yeah, see I just... many I don't see many spots for Cam. I really don't. I'm just saying, I don't I'm not predicting that he goes there, but I don't think seeing Jameis for Cam ending up in Indianapolis is really that far fetched. I I would think Jameis more than Cam, but I see what you're saying for the Colts. So I you, oh, go ahead, Paul. I personally, I mean, it could happen. I don't see Cam going to the Patriots. I don't either. No, I don't either. They have too much money. They're already shedding people left and right to try and make up for it's it. It's not even a money thing. I just don't think Cam's an option. But and and it, it wouldn't be a fit, I think, with him and Belichick. Um, no, probably not. He's already got a plan in place, I'm sure. They're going to do something. Stidham, QB1. Well, they're going to do the same thing the Warriors are doing. They're going to suck on Stidham next year, then they're going to fucking get uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I can see that Which happening. Which would piss so many people uh, off. But like, especially when they do a, uh, what's going to be really great is when they get Trevor Lawrence, they're going to sign Julio Jones, and then what they're going to do is they're going to do an NFL realignment, where it's actually going to move 
the Redskins to the AFC East and the Patriots to the NFC East. Could you imagine they just like, hey, we have to do a quick swap. It's what the people want. It makes sense for business. Washington, you're out. New England, you're in. Uh, toast of excellence to the city of L.A. Apparently the mayor just said that uh, restaurants can now deliver alcohol with people's delivery with their food. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. After like two weeks ago. What? Yeah, they do that here in CT. You can get a bottle of wine. Can you really? Yeah. Very nice. I haven't taken advantage because I have 70 bottles of wine back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had uh, the, the Pinot uh, Noir the other day, and it was just regular. I mean, yeah, the Falcons is an option, too. So, real quick. Is it, though? What? Is it, though? Yeah, because Matt Ryan is pretty much ass cheap for the last three years. Uh, Atlanta Falcons salary cap. Yeah. Ding dong! I'm not talking about the salary cap, bro. Touch them all, Yelich. Touch them all. There you go. Well, you should be because right now the Falcons currently have $2 million in cap space available. Yeah. Okay. Cam is getting paid $18 million this year. Quick plug for a thing we're not getting paid for. Didn't know this, but in the show this year, if you go to the show, you can pretty much pick the team that drafts you. That's pretty cool. It just asked you, hey, who's your favorite team? And I was like, oh, the White Sox. And it was like, oh, White Sox. I was like, that's cool. Your wish is my command. Athletics. If, like, the Panthers decide to cut Cam, you can go for, like, $2 million on one year deal. Right, but right now they're trying to trade him. So if they cut him, I think any team becomes an option. Well, yeah, but- but here's the thing, too. Like, even if the trade thing, though, you have to think about it. The, every day that goes by, what they're going to get for him is going to diminish. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, team, the team's only going to have to give up a six for Cam. $18 million is probably going to be worth it. For, it makes it more worth it for a lot of teams. Like the Colts. The Colts have shit tons of money. Right. And the, the, the trade was per wish of Cam. The the Panthers were seemed content to just do whatever with him. This whatever happens, uh, Cam also, the Panthers are forcing him to take the trade. I didn't hear that. And then Greg Olson came out and basically said, yeah, they did the same thing to me. Oh, well. Sorry, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bunch of pieces of shit. They're trying to redo. They have a new owner. They have a new coach. So I have a hypothetical question. Now, this is completely preposterous, but as a GM, what would you take for uh, a Cam slash uh, McCaffrey deal? Like, what what would be like the the ultimate trade to pull something off? You'd have to give him the the farm, but what what would it take for you to make that type of move? I mean, to to get them both. To get them both. Man, I wouldn't take less than two firsts for McCaffrey right now. I mean, it's like it's yeah. it's all. Yeah. Mack was worth more than two firsts. I mean, it's like an almost impossible scenario, but I was just curious. Right, but Khalil Mack is a productive uh, position that doesn't break down nearly as fast as running backs, especially right, so one that gets hit as much as McCaffrey does. All right, here, here, this is how we solve this problem. You ready? Kendall. Yes. You're the Panther. Before we go to break, you're going to talk to the NFL franchise. We're going to come back from the break. We're going to take you a trade package to get Cam and Christian McCaffrey, and you're going to accept the best one. All right, so we're gonna we'll go around and we'll, kind of like we yeah. did the other time. Before we go to break, give us give us a team on break. You can come up with a trade package each of us, 
and then we'll pitch them to you. All right, I like that. I like that. Don't care if you do or not. Oh, well. Do you guys want to cycle through the rest of the free agent signings? Because there were a lot more. Yeah. Mass, you know what would be a great idea if you cycled through the rest of the free agents? Okay, perfect. Um, So... Uh, Detroit continues to be the home for former Castoff Patriots. They signed Danny Shelton. Um, let's see. Kika Alonzo stays with the Saints. Uh, let's see. The Detroit Pats, baby. The Detroit Pats, uh, they signed Jamie Collins as well. Um, for the corner. Huh? Jennifer Patriots corner, too. Harmon. I thought Harmon went to. I thought Harmon went back to the Patriots. Nope, he's in line. Is he? Oh yeah, they did. You're absolutely right. Um, let's see. Giants uh, skip on signing the option for Antoine Bethay. Uh, Are we sure Harmon Killebrew is a baseball player? No. <laughs> uh, Panthers cut Ed or Eric Reed. Uh, Ed Reed, Jesus Christ, can you imagine? Um, I can. <laughs> Bears traded for Nick Foles. Uh, let's see. Dante Fowler Jr. signed a three-year, $48 million deal with the Falcons, which I think is a little bit of an overpay, but uh, Rams agreed to terms with Leonard Floyd, which did not enjoy. Uh, let's see. Raiders signed Eli Apple. How he continues to be employed is beyond me. Uh, Chris... What? Played pretty well, actually. He played all right. Apple did play all right. He he was playing pretty well until he got hurt. He played all right. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. joins the Chargers for, uh, let's see, doesn't say how many years. No, it doesn't. He just signed with them. Um, Makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Seahawks brought back Bruce Irvin. you got to talk a little louder. Carl, Carl Joseph went to the Browns. Uh, Desmond Trufant signed with the Lions. Uh, let's see. The big blockbuster that happened a couple days ago uh, was the Darius Slay trade to the Eagles. Look, here's the um, thing. I get it. You got Desmond Trufant cheaper than you would have been able to keep Slay. But, especially somebody who didn't want to be there. But, but here's the thing. Any NFL player will stay at their organization if you throw enough money at them. Because all these guys want is money. They don't give a shit about advancements anymore. None of them do. The only ones that do are people like Tom Brady and, you know, like the fucking baby boomers of the NFL. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, boomer. Um, that's not it. But um, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, it's basically like saying, like, hey, we're going to sign him. Because it's cheaper, then we're going to sign this guy and trade him. It's essentially being like, "Hey, I'm going to buy, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make from scratch this homemade amazing chicken parm, and then what I'm gonna do is, is I'm gonna spice it up. I'm gonna send that to you, and then I'm gonna go pick up an encore chicken parm microwave dinner. <laughs> but is trash. I mean. Trevant, not great, but uh, could be serviceable if he stays healthy. Um, Slade did not want to be there. He fucking hated Patricia. So that's part of the reason why they got rid of him. Again, anybody will stay if you throw enough money at him. Lions didn't want to throw money at him, obviously. He was an aging corner. 
Uh, Broncos cut Joe Flacco. Uh, let's see. The biggest one, probably, which hurts my soul, is the Rams released Todd Gurley. Yes, he did. And nothing hurts me more. He went to Atlanta. Nothing hurts me more than that, but it happened. Uh, Steven Wisniewski went to the Steelers, and I didn't know about that, but that's actually pretty good. Um, uh, Clinton Dix went to the Cowboys. Did he? Yep. One-year deal. Four, uh, four million, two point five guaranteed. Uh, let's see. Bears and Dion Bush agree to a deal. Uh, Saints extended odd, uh, Andreas Pete to a massive five-year contract. He sucks. Dion Bush. Yeah, he does. Which makes me happy that the Saints signed him. Um, the Dion Bush deal was awesome. Chargers signed Melvin Gordon to a two-year deal worth $16 million with 13.5 guaranteed. Shot. Yeah, you, private stock. What? The Broncos signed him. What did I say? Chargers. Chargers. Oh. Boo. Where are the Chargers from? Uh, who cares? Uh, Sanders agrees to a two-year deal with the Saints. Where are they from? Can we talk about that one for a minute? Sure. A lot of people hate that move. Why? I don't know. The Emmanuel Sanders one? It's getting, like, negative grades everywhere. No one likes Why? It. Put Emmanuel Sanders together with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. And the Vikings in the playoffs. Who gives a fuck? Yes. But that's still a scary offense on paper. Um, yes. Michael Thomas will cry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that would make Michael Thomas better is if he sounded like Mike Tyson. <laughs> True. Uh, Colts cut Pierre Desir after three seasons. Uh, Kenyon Drake signed his tender with the Cardinals, so he'll be returning there. Kendall, uh, you. you fucking suck. Thank you. Uh, former Steelers quarterback Artie Burns agrees to join the Bears on a one-year deal. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it comes down from Paul. <laughs> Uh, Raiders agree to a deal with Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Uh, no, nah, he's not good. Um, the only guy in the country that can't catch the uh, COVID virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, Pierre Desir got signed by the Jets after being cut by Indy. Uh, DJ Swearinger got signed by the Saints. Uh, Hoyer got picked up by the Patriots again. And Randy Gregory recently filed for reinstatement. Uh, and then today. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome headline, man. I didn't even, that wasn't even on my radar <laughs> that was going on. Uh, <laughs> Bears agreed to a one year deal with Barcavius Mingo. Uh, the Panthers agreed All to right. a one year deal with the uh, uh, star quarterback for the XFL, PJ Walker. Uh, Corey Coleman signed a one-year deal to go back to the Giants. Big fan uh, of that. Yep. Redskins traded for Kyle Allen. Uh, Patriots cut Steven Guskowski. Why? Because the Bears need him. That's why. True. Uh, Guskowski's been kind of shaky the last couple of years. Whatever. It's still better than Eddie Pinheiro. Oh, no. I'm, I'm saying someone is definitely going to scoop like, him up. Yeah, Eddie Pinheiro was like one of those like 18-year-old just bent porn stars. I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, Jimmy Smith re-signed with the Ravens on a one-year deal. Uh, Seahawks traded for Quentin Dunbar. Travis Frederick announced his retirement. And the most important news of the entire free agency, Giants signed Deion Lewis to a one-year deal. Uh, Can't help but notice you left out Colt McCoy. Yes, I did. Yeah, and Eric Ebron. Ebron wasn't on my radar. You're absolutely right. I tell you that me and Kyle were talking about this yesterday. That I think is a big signing for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's going to be a huge target for whoever's playing quarterback for the Steelers next year. Hey Kendall, you. Quick question: Did your sister listen to our podcast? Uh, I don't think so. I just want to know why she posted a photo on Instagram that says dropping out of Southern Connecticut State University to go to Monsters University, wearing a University of Rhode Island hat. You know why? Because. No matter what, how unfunny she is, she'll get 9,000 likes on that post. And I will give absolute gold, and I will get 14 likes, and someone to ask me to drop dead. (laughs) (laughs) What? Let's go around. What team do you think, what, like, do you think you're making the right stride? What teams are you trying to figure out where they're going? As far as their, their moves in free agency? Like, like for, yeah, for example, like the Chargers. Are they trying to rebuild or are they trying to stay competitive? All right. I, I, I follow. Because, like, in my opinion, they let go of Rivers and they let go of Jordan. But they brought in every position with their parents. Are they trying to stay competitive or are they rebuilding? Well... <sighs> I, I think they're going to try and stay competitive. I think the the Philip Rivers thing, it, you know, similar to what we saw with like Eli Manning, like it just ran its course. They were ready, you know. Both sides seemed ready to move on. It is what it is. Melvin Gordon, I think the way everything went last season, before the season started, I think left a bad taste. That you know he held out, then he came back and wasn't productive for a while. He figured it out towards the end, but. The same thing. Eckler was was playing well, so why re-sign him? Um, you know, the the confusing thing is like, hey, we're gonna roll Tyrod Taylor out there, and and just let him take the. Ra- I mean, I think they got to bring somebody in to compete or something. Um, but I, I think they're gonna try and stay as competitive as they can. Because to me, last year they were a team that that just got killed by injuries, and then that was it. I mean, like, I mean, two or three offensive linemen are pretty good too. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, they signed Beluga. Yeah, I think the Chargers are attempting to stay competitive. I think it, could you win with Tyrod Taylor? Perhaps. Uh, I don't know if that's the answer. I, th- I think it's a guy who, who could win ten games if, if everything goes his way. Um, but I don't know if he's the guy to, you know, be under center in, in Super Bowl 55. You know, I just don't, I don't know. I think they need to come after running back, too, to Eckler. Say it again, Kyle? I don't think Eckler can take all the carries. No. Well, I mean, we saw him do it last year early. That was for four games. Like, can he do it for yeah. 16? When, when did Gordon came back? Week five? Yeah. Week five, week six, something like that. That's true. So, so 
we think that the Chargers overall are probably trying to stay competitive. The Bengals haven't made any kind of moves in free agency lately. Um, I think they're just kind of looking to actually build. Well, they signed CJ Reed. <laughs> Send him the bouquet. Um, God, do you think? Do you think they try and trade AJ Green? No, they just signed him. Did they? Ex- I know they tagged him. Oh, they tagged him. Okay, sorry, my mistake. But the Bengals also signed him with two corners, Trey Wayne's and Mackenzie Alexander. No, I don't think that they trade. Um, I don't think that they trade uh, AJ Green because I believe Joe Burrow said that he would prefer to keep him around, and they're just like, okay, whatever makes you happy, kid. I, I could I could see Green. Sorry, Kyle. I could see Green being like a draft day deal. I don't know. I'd be shocked, but Dalton to the Chargers would be pretty good. I would dig that deal. I uh, I think Dalton ends up in New England. I wouldn't hate that either, but um, is he a free agent right now, or does he have to be traded? I think he has to be traded. I mean, not that this means anything, but I think them signing Hoyer means that Dalton isn't going just because that's such a left field move. It's just like, Hey, you know, you're right, he's back for the third time. But that's what I mean. It's like, Hey, we're bringing you back just for the sake of bringing you back because you know, the system and you know, the players that I feel like the Patriots are ready to just kind of just deal with what they got. And they're going to, they're going to just play for, for the following year. You know, I guess not not that they're not in contention. I just mean they're they're not looking to make a monster move. I think they would have made it already. The, the other side, and to kind of counter what you're saying, is you could bring in Dalton, and now you have like almost like a three-way competition. You have a yeah, young kid that's raw. You have Hoyer, who knows the system, and you have Dalton, who's a you know an NFL starting quarterback who's been doing it for a long time. So now you kind of have three different options competing for the – and you, you just kind of open it up. Whoever doesn't make the cut, you cut them. If Dalton goes there and it doesn't work out, you cut him. It's just well, I, and I can I, I can agree with that to a certain point. Just I don't know. I, I I just feel like they're they're not looking to you know clog up their own market. You know, just to cut somebody in the end. Yeah, I, I get that. I really don't see Belichick coaching an NFL team not for this season. Like I don't I don't see him actively coaching thinking of next year well i i the play devil's advocate i know what you're saying but i think he's always playing for the following year he's always the guy's like a a a chess master of football he's he's, he's... but but that's what i mean And, and especially because of how he is i don't think especially with brady leaving that that first season he's gonna want this team going five and eleven well, that's the way it works right now because they lost a lot of people. No, I know, I, and that's what I mean. Like, I, I think he's—you're uh, going to see them try to stay competitive, and and to me, Hoyer and this this other this Stindum guy, I, so, I don't think is going to get it done. I think they're going to still bring in somebody, and you know, even even if it's like a Flacco or or like we said, Dalt, like it's going to be a veteran guy that can still somewhat play i think dalton's the better option but um that can still help that team win games yeah well we, we will definitely see in the next coming weeks what will happen um 
Did you guys want to take a break or uh, want to keep rolling? We can take a break and then come back. I have a couple things that we can talk about on the other side of the break. All right. Uh, I, I have your teams uh, for the scenario, uh, the, the Cam and uh, McCaffrey. And it's sort of a cop-out move. I think all our own teams are in an interesting position. So uh, you're going to be your own GM. So Mark of the Giants, Massey the Rams. Oh, go ahead. I just saw this and I want to forget. I'm sorry. If, if the Saints make the Super Bowl during Emmanuel Sanders' contract, they'll be the first player in NFL history to throw in four different Super Bowl teams. Yeah, Matt, I can count. I can count. <laughs> Five time. Five. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Ma- uh, Mark will act as the general manager for the Giants. Uh, Massey will be the Rams. Paul will be the Bears. And Kyle will be the Steelers. That's not fair. I don't do, do, do I have to make an offer? <laughs> well, I, I just figured all these, all no, these teams I'm are. I'm being funny. I'm being funny. So, um, you guys could talk amongst yourselves during the break. I don't know if. I mean, I. I'm not sure how it's going to work if you guys are going to be talking over the music for, for Spreaker. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm going to be kind of blaring it, but uh, whatever. If you guys want to stay in contact. So I don't know. We're, we cut out the music on the Podbean end, but for the Spreaker listeners, I don't know if it's going to happen. It might sound like garbage. So We'll just play an instrumental. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, you know, can do what you want. Uh, figure come back in three, three, four minutes. Sure. All right. See you in 15. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side of the break. Nope. And now, back Back to Getting Sports sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Radio Network. Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports. Live from the couch. It's Friday night. (laughs) I like that. No, I'm here. My phone is at like thirty percent, so I I had to turn it off for now. Oh, <laughs> it is. I have headphones in, so I, I, I'm gonna try and wait it out as long as I can. You don't have the dual adapter. I don't. What an idiot! Kyle said he was gonna buy one for me, and then he didn't. That's false. It's not. Just like when you told me you were gonna give me a hundred dollars. Yep. Is this true? Yeah, guy said I'll give you a hundred dollars. Just just like that, out of out of the blue, no. Just, just for so, the sake. So the the thing behind it, Kendall, is we were leaving softball. He said this like three weeks ago. Yeah, Kyle had I'm, a I'm, few. For the people who don't know the story, I'm playing the Kyle guy. had a Kyle had a few drinks, and was like, "Hey, do you mind bringing me home?" And I was like, okay, Kyle. He goes, all right, cool. I'll give you $100. Wow. And I said, okay. <laughs> Even so, didn't give me the $100. Can I have a question? You did a really lazy thing, Kendall, by giving us our own games. Well, I just figured it was easy, and it, it, there, every team is kind of a, an intriguing point, like – I don't want to be like, you know, oh, be, you know, New England or, or be Kansas City or these, these of recent superpowers, you know, you know, Pittsburgh is in a kind of a soon to be transitionary period. The Giants are in a transitionary period. The Bears seem to be, you know, with the moves they've made, they, they had to some direction, but I don't know what. 
and the Rams kind of just dumped all their baggage. So, you know, it's interesting. So, I guess Matt isn't going yet. Why is Matt not going yet? Oh, well, that was on cue. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> what What were we talking about? Because I literally sat down as he said that. We're talking about boxes and briefs, and never mind. Let's talk about what your team's going to give up for McCaffrey. I already have a terrible offer in mind, so. All right, go ahead. Offer. I'm accepting all of your offers. Are we live or no? Yes. Oh, we are. All right, hold on. Let me put us back on Twitch. <laughs> That's going to be first round picks in the next seven years. So, so we want McCaffrey. And Cam. You, and Cam. Jesus Christ. We can't afford that, so have a nice day. We'll take your closest NBA franchise as well. <laughs> um, do I have to trade for both of them? Yeah. Package deal. It's on the farm. All right, so. I don't know what that noise you're gonna is. You're going to give me horrible. McCaffrey, and you're going to give me Cam. You're going to take Rob Havenstein, who is a premier right tackle, and Tyler Higby who is a flourishing tight end. First NFL <laughs> tight end, or first oh, tight end. In... <laughs> first. As into what? Like, this guy's almost after. <laughs> uh, he's the first tight end in the Super Bowl era to go five consecutive games with 100 yards. Uh... All of our tight ends uh, and he was recently resigned to a very modest deal, so you have him on contract for the next three years. And we'll go ahead and give you a second round pick next year. You are you are dumping a lot of cam salary on us, so that teeters the balance a little bit. Also, getting the best running back. Go ahead, Kyle. I'll, I'll give you a deal. So, oh, he's sitting up for this one. Giving me, uh, you know, McCaffrey. So, oh, God, here we go. Bronx Souls. I'm going to offer you a 2021 first, 2022 first, and a 2021 second. Okay? I'm also going to give you a James Conner. All right? And that's all you're getting out of me. All right, well, you have a deal if you throw on one more thing. It's a sandwich with coleslaw and french fries. It is native to your area. I'll give you four. All right. Give me the whole rest of the one. Ball from Miller Court. It was me. How would you like highlight the butt? I didn't mean to. What happened? I hit it. I just hit my butt. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I was just listening to the, the drama go down. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, this is Paul from Miller Coors. I'm willing to offer you a highlight for life. Sold. Thank you, sir. I I appreciate your patronage. Enjoy your players. Thank you. They're just going to be a good beer. <laughs> yeah, guys, get to work. Very funny to watch. <laughs> All right. So, Matt, turn on your camera. So I got a three-team trade in the works. He said I'm shoveling food into my face.
So this is going to involve the Giants and Jets. <laughs> no, the Giants and the Flyers. The Dolphins. It seems like you don't the, have a plan here, GM. Well, well, I, I was kind of, I had a different one, and then I forgot Melvin Gordon signed with the Broncos. Um, the the Dolphins will trade to the Giants their first round pick. The Giants will trade. Um, bless oh, bless you, bless you, bless you. The Giants will trade Dexter Lawrence. And a second round pick. And hold on. And an old muffler. So, <laughs> the, so so the Dolphins would be receiving Cam and McCaffrey. So they're gonna send their first round pick, sorry, to the Panthers. The Panthers second and fourth will go to the Giants. And the Panthers will get the things that I mentioned before. From the Giants. <laughs> so if you guys were writing, writing down these names at home, go back and check. Lock it in. There it is. Well, I'll let you know that all your deals are basically awful. With the exception of the beer one. <laughs> what? Uh, actually, you know, Kyle, Kyle offered a lot of uh, uh, capital there, so... Kendall, what would your ideal trade be? Oh, I wouldn't. No, uh, I guess uh, I'm looking for a, a team that that would make like an immediate impact to where you could just kind of plug them in and like you know, hey, you guys are now a Super Bowl contender, and that's why I had mentioned the Bears because I thought Paul would have some intriguing thing to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Hello. I'm Ryan Pace. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Chad. <laughs> and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will give you... I'm going to be offering David Montgomery, uh, Riley Ridley, um... Nick Foles. Nope. Uh, Roy Robinson Harris. Oh, yes. And cornerback uh, Xavier Crawford, as well as both second round picks this year and our second round pick next year. That's a, I'm getting a lot of capital there. I'm probably doing that, especially for Roy Robinson Harris. That's an awesome baseball, Mark. <laughs> I mean, Paul is basically just playing with my heartstrings with that player right there. He knew I would, I would do for a lot less for that name. <laughs> I would draw- this game kind of. Hold on, that wasn't a bad trade. That was probably the most fair trade. I, actually, uh, I, don't I know. I think the, I think the three team deal. I would do both Paul's and three Kyle's team, trade. Three team deal was probably very fair, but you said you started it off with like eight teams getting four things, and then it ended up with seven teams getting six things. And I really didn't like. Massive sell on Tyler Higby, so that's why I was out on his deal. What are you eating over there? Uh, Los Ooh. Poblanos chips. 
Neither, they're homemade. Homemade chips? Wow. Who made them? Home. <laughs> I just want you to know that by no no means does taking Tostitos and microwaving them for 40 seconds make them homemade for me. <laughs> That's how you make homemade nachos if you just got some shredded cheese. <laughs> yeah, real bummer nachos. <laughs> those are the worst. I've eaten so many of those in, in my heyday. I still do it, but nothing better than uh, putting a tortilla down and uh, put some cheese on it, rolling that up and sticking it in the microwave. <laughs> you know, it was funny. The time, the one of the last times I did it was, I think it was after softball, or maybe it was after a show. And I was trying to get everyone to go to the diner, and we ended up not going. So then I remember I I made the the ghetto nachos and sent a photo to Paul, and I was like, "This is your fault." <laughs> You guys can't see it. Well, the... I just wanted someone to notice. That's all I cared about. <laughs> I saw one well, in the panels. Paul had look, looked like a villain from Mulan. Oh, you didn't hear Kettle did the tacos today. But the poor man's grilled cheese is my favorite thing Kettle makes. He takes two pieces of bread and toasts them, and then puts a piece of cheese between the toast. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been there. And if you're feeling frisky, you can put some mayonnaise on there. <laughs> Kyle's face. Hey, hey Kendall. Yes. Can you tell Paul what you did for your tacos tonight? Yeah, so it was taco night, uh, being Taco Monday, uh, everybody knows. I'm sorry? Did you have tacos or tacos? Uh, it, it was tacos. It was tacos. Tacos on fresh-made corn tortillas? No, these, these were uh, hard-shell. Oh, hard-shell tortillas. Hard-shell tortillas, yeah. Now, I, I erred big time uh, going to the grocery store. I, I didn't uh, get some taco seasoning. So we we rolled the dice and gambled and put some uh, French onion dip powder in there, and uh, it was a. Uh, I'm sn- sorry, what? It was a snake eyes on the roll. <laughs> so I tried to make my own. So I, I also added in like some some garlic powder and salt and pepper and some like all purpose seasoning, and it, it didn't make it better. All right, Master, can you eat a louder snack? <laughs> I have a better, better. I mean, come on. So we had tacos the other night. Grace mm-hmm. was willing to make me some tacos for lunch the next day, mm-hmm. and I told her to grab the. We have like powdered like taco seasoning in the cabinet. Yeah, and uh, your old El Paso. <laughs> Apparently, dry taco seasoning, uh, in her eyes, is spelt cinnamon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. How do you... <laughs> Let me tell you something. Melted chaz and cinnamon. <laughs> How do you whiff that hard? It's like that even close. I think that was the closest I've come to dying since the uh, string cheese incident. Like, wow, this smells like really sweet. <laughs> God, it's sweet ground beef. It's like, how, how do you even like sell that as being good? Like, hey, you want something hearty and sweet? Well, yeah, you just call it sausage. <laughs> so like, this is the dessert deconstructed sausage. So I got home today, right? And I had this grand plan that I was going to make stuffed peppers. So I was kind of craving them for some other stuff. Oh yeah. So I come home, I start putting them together, make you know. Get them going. Now they, they take a little while. Get them out of the oven. Marissa takes one, puts it on her plate, drops it right on the ground. Oh. 
breaks my heart. <laughs> Talk about wind out of sail. Do the dogs eat it? No. But this is this happened after I got home from the store, and uh, I dropped a jar of sauce in the road, <laughs> and I was super bummed about that. Oh man, you guys are uh, yeah. The the, the mock household is batting a thousand on food. I, I had what I call a Kendall outburst, where it's like kind of muffled, but you're super mad. That's me every like, day. You ever had, like what are those like Kendall at work outbursts? Where he's like, you dirty motherfucker! <laughs> so I used to, I call them the, so the Kimberly outbursts are my mom the outbursts my mom used to have, and I always I've been waiting for one in adulthood. I haven't had one quite yet, but like just like my mother, like I can have a lot of things happen to me before I kind of go over the edge. Yeah, but it's always something really small that puts you over the edge. Yeah, I'll forget it. The last time that my mom had one of those. But she was having a really bad day with work. I was pissing her off. My sister was pissing her off. She was having a really bad day. And we were, she pulled a bag of groceries out of the car and the bottom fell out. And all that fell out was a thing of eggs, back of eggs. And they all broke in the driveway. My mom then took the, put the grocery back in the van, got in the van, floored it out of the driveway with the hatch open, and then hit the brakes so all the groceries went out. And then she ran them over several times. <laughs> then, then she pulled back the driveway, closed the hat, went inside, and I don't know forty-eight hours, but I was there. God bless your mother. I I so, love to, to be a part of something like that. <laughs> um, you have a microphone. Not on. Well, you could ask. Today, Kendall threw a mouse across the living room because it wasn't working. He got so mad. A computer mouse, not a live mouse. I was hoping it was going to be a live mouse. <laughs> I could just picture Kendall sitting on the couch like, you know, here's the deal. You agreed that you were going to be giving us $50 a week towards groceries, but all you have to do is fucking sitting here on your unemployed rat ass, not doing a single thing, you fucking dumb mouse, and then he threw it across the room. Yeah. No, he was sitting at the kitchen table, actually. Thank you for just destroying no, his joke. No, But no, your joke is still good. That's not a kitchen table. That's the dining room table. Whatever. That's right. The counter separates it and makes it like a second room. Exactly. Once you learn architecture, you swine. Yeah. Hey, you're home all day. Watch HGTV like a normal adult. We don't get that channel. Well, there's YouTube. You can't watch. You can't watch HGTV when there's just so much Seth Rollins to be cutting your fingers inside you too. That's right. Oh my God. No, I've been making him watch Turtle Bellas. Can't say that on Twitch. You can say anything on Twitch. Did we, no. Wait, did we make money yet? It's been it's been like two hours. <laughs> right, so what do you guys want to talk about? This has pretty much been 15 minutes of just us <laughs> rambling about our personal lives. <laughs> well, it's the best, you know. Um, trying to... Yeah, Hey, since I'm assuming next week we're going to be doing this too, uh, Kyle and I are going to make all five of us in the NBA 2K and we're going to stipulate our careers while we do the job. Yeah, Kyle will just trade me because he's a rat. No, we have Fuck. no control over that. You get drafted, we get drafted. We we control like a team. Just we just like select like the Bulls, and then we just follow them. Regardless. We showed off on the Buffalo Turtles. That's one of my favorite things that we do is when we make. And NBA is the best platform to do it because the, the season goes fast enough. I'm gonna be making fast enough. They're already made. Not Massey or Mark. It's the Ark. When they're part of the Buffalo Turtles. <laughs> Who did you replace to be the Buffalo Turtles? What? Nobody made an expansion team. Oh, so you just added the team? Yeah, let me tell you something. I play power forward and sometimes I'm going to sub in with mass and uh, 
It gets pretty pretty difficult. We gave Mass a five inch vertical. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we made his character six six eight and he can't run. <laughs> Could graze the net. Yeah, Mach is like Mach's one of those guys. We we actually went against the green. We gave Mach like ninety eight shooting and we gave him zero passing. Really bummed about that. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time we try to pass the ball, it goes out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> is there a reason why you made us terrible? We didn't. We just made you two terrible. Let's see what's that. That's the that's the uh, Yeah. R.I.P. Is there a reason why you made the two of us specifically terrible? Well, have you, have you, have you oh. seen yourself play basketball? Yes. Yeah, well, there you go. I've also seen Kendall play basketball. Well, yeah, but Kendall can hit. Kendall can go 10 for 10 from the top of the key. I'm an entirely angle-based shooter. He's a ruthless defender on the perimeter. He is a good it's defender. Fu- it's funny to watch him dribble. No, he's a good defender on the perimeter. Once you get him inside the paint, he pretty much just kind of trips over his own feet. Yeah, but I foul. I'm good at that. Are we making any money yet, Matt? No. Then what's the point? When it, warm, when, it warms up, when it warms up and we're allowed to interact with people, you uh, you three come up to the house up here and I'll lower the, the, the rims of six feet. I would come do that if we're not all dead from COVID by then. You know what? Is, you know what is funny? We, we plan to do this remote thing if I still went to Kyle's house and sat on the couch with <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I thought Mock forget because at like seven oh five, somebody knocked on the front door and the dog started going nuts. And I was like, oh, that'd be so funny if he came over. <laughs> I was like, if Mock came over, there is no way we're doing the show. We're pretty much just drinking. Yeah, because Mock doesn't have to go to work tomorrow. No, I do. You don't have to. I do. At a time like this, all you have to do is say I came in contact with someone with COVID, and they'll just be like, all right, Sam. Where does Bradley Beal play basketball right now? No, he plays basketball right now in his house, because there's really not much going on. What team is he signed with? He's a Washington Wizard. Okay. The dub. Hey, did you guys see that video of uh, Freddie Freeman playing wiffle ball with his kid? Yeah, it's teed off on his <laughs> It's funny that, like, the kid throws the ball. So my boss... Get like, like a minor league deal or something like that in the works. I think I heard a rumor about it. I don't know if it's true. He's a big baseball guy, and his his little his little son plays like t-ball, and his thumb was his thumb was uh, throwing. They're having like a catch, like him and the, his son and his wife are having like a catch with the, the baseball. And then he pushed his. He has like a video of it on his Facebook. He pushed his wife out of the way and then took his son deep. <laughs> Like his wife's going to catch the ball, he shoves her, takes up, picks up the, has the bat in his hand, and then just cranks it like a good like three hundred feet. I used to do uh, in high school. I would beg my sister or what? <laughs> That's so funny. I would beg my sister or my mom to pitch me wiffle balls so we can crank them into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> oh, see, sounds like a very Kendall thing to do. Oh well. <laughs> Post-game celebration, as they say. Yikes. No laughs from the other people on the show. I'm going to retract that from the... The stenographer will take care of that. Is that how that works? Yeah, but it'd be funnier if I didn't already own the at-home DVD. <laughs> at-home DVD. The 30 for 30 on it. <laughs> now, Kenna, you said you did that in high school? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually I think I did it until I was like 21. 
You got to. <laughs> you know, for a second, I was very confused. I thought we were still talking about Kendall banging his sister. He had to do it till he was twenty-one. Rebecca had to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I'm getting at though is, how come when we play wiffle ball, you're not cranking balls? Oh no, but you have to understand my backyard. I'm higher than the other. So basically, while it's in the air, it can it can travel. So. I mean, actually, I, I was actually swinging very well then. You know, if you ever stood in my backyard, you hit towards an additional ranch, but it's got an addition towards the back of the house, so it's kind of like a T. I actually hit it to the T of the house many times, but I never got into the neighbor's pool, which was the real goal. So, <laughs> but I was hitting probably 170 feet wiffle. Yeah, when's the bocce movie going to be done? I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I am. I'm. I'm very close. You worked I work on it like every six and a half months. I open it up. I read the same like eighty nine pages I have written, and I add a little bit to it. Yeah. Good luck trying to schedule time for all of us to film it. Well, I know. I We're on quarantine. We can do it now. I can't schedule time for people to come hang out with me. <laughs> I got all this bad beer <laughs> trying to pawn up on people. Hey, listen. What? Should you add something? So, <clears throat> I wanted to tag back into the NFL thing if we could. Okay. So, Kyle kind of touched on this before we went to break. Did I? Um, you did. You were asking about teams going in. <laughs> Was it his own balls? I just imagine that his left hand is just currently sitting in his pants, rusting uh, on his. He's a right hand fellow. I wish you guys could see. Kyle's well, his right hand, hand is on Paul's head right now. Kyle's hair looks like it was drawn on with marker <laughs> in this video. <laughs> <laughs> Paul doing his best not to laugh right now. All right, we don't need that. Um, so. Kind of wanted to touch on the uh, essentially winners and losers of free agency because we haven't done that yet. We went over free agency last show. We didn't touch on it. We went over free agencies on this show in the first hour. We still haven't touched on it. So we get grades too. Well, Kyle sure, why pit, not? Kyle sort of pitched on the last hour. We're talking about the direction of where teams well, were that, going. Right. That's what I just said, Kendall. Oh, hey, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just affirming yeah, you. Okay. Kyle, I was on your side. Sharpie hair. so i figure we'll run through the teams quickly we'll go through we'll give the teams a grade like kyle wants to do and um we'll go from there and we'll take it into wherever we get uh let's start with the uh new england patriots because i typed in nfl teams on google and that's the first (laughs) one that's up so that's where we're starting do you want me to actually name off the things? Because, you know, we've done that the last two shows, but I guess I can do that. Mom and Dad, stop fighting at the dinner table. All right, hold on. Let's see. Well, that was updated five days ago, so I don't give a shit about that one. Uh, here we go. 14 hours ago. Close enough. Um, let's see. <laughs> What are you laughing at, Kyle? Just... Yeah, I, I am trying to look this up real quick. Hold on. 
All right, let's start with the Arizona Cardinals then, I guess. Okay. So Arizona has traded for DeAndre Hopkins, uh, gave away David Johnson's terrible contract, which today, might I add, just guaranteed $2.1 million next year. Um, Aside from that, they haven't made a whole lot of uh, different moves. Uh, They signed Jordan Phillips. David Johnson's contract's not fair. Not great. David Johnson got that contract coming off of a career year and had injuries. You can't blame. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Todd Gurley contract. No, because it came out that they knew about the the camp knew about the knees before the contract. No, no, no. Todd Gurley's camp knew about it. The Rams didn't. Everybody knew about it. He can't. He tore his knee in college. And here's the thing, too. You had a kill. Here's the thing, too. Nobody blames the Rams for giving Gurley that money. He deserved the money. Yes, he did. Absolutely. So he it's did. not a terrible contract. I mean, like, it'd be, it's too different. Like, if, if, like if James Conner got fucking that contract this offseason, I'd be like, wow, they're stupid. I, I think they're, I think we're saying it's bad because at the time, yes, it was a good contract, but then it proved to end up being bad. Right. Whereas he started, he became injury riddled and, and now it's, not a good contract. At the time, it wasn't bad. You're absolutely right. He was coming right. off a career year. He was. Like, I, don't know. I hate that lingo because then it's just like every contract should be worked in. Then where it's just like, hey, if you get injured, we don't have to pay you as much. That's kind of what happens in the NFL. That guys don't live up to contracts and they they cut them or they they dump them. Yep. Yeah, but generally still, that's how it works out. They'll get their guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. If there was a contract clause in it that said, hey. You're going to make $18 million a year, but if you get hurt, we're going to drop it down to $7 million. Then you'd see less contracts being done. Yes. But it's never but going to happen because the players also, don't care. They care about the upfront yeah, and how much you're you going to You wouldn't see players sign that. Um, so It's time that the, uh, the NFL realizes that the players don't want it. I think we realize that with the new CBA signing. Owners oh, fucking just no, destroy them. No, what we realize is that the NFL is the same thing as the, the country, that a third of it doesn't vote. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, all right, so grades are on the table. Arizona Cardinals? I give them a B plus. Okay. Do you yeah, care to elaborate? Nothing in DeAndre Hopkins. And they didn't have to get up to the first floor. Yeah, the Hopkins trade was huge. How I mean, however you feel about, it, I, I think they they fleece the Texans in that trade. And Kenyon Drake played very well for them at the end of last year, and I think that's a good way to bring him back. Not on the huge contract for this year. I think they made the right moves. Now they're going to focus on defense in this draft or, or or offensive line, and then I think they're going to be plus this time. I, I'm on I'm on your team there, Solzy. Yeah, I think B plus is very appropriate. I mean, you, you add a huge playmaker. If if Kyler Murray definitely develops into the quarterback they want him and expect him to be, I think they're going to be in a great position. They can focus on defense, like Kyle said, and you know, and who says even in a year's time, the team's even in even better position than they are now. So, I tell you what, though, Reed, even if Murray doesn't develop, <laughs> we've seen Hopkins have huge career numbers with. Terrible quarterback. This is true. Bring Talk back to uh, him. John Skelton. Bring him back. <laughs> Thumbs down from Souls. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Paul? What? Grade? 
Okay. Kendall? Uh, B plus. Mock? B plus. All right. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. So in this free agent uh, period, the Falcons have lost tight end Austin Hooper, signed to the Browns, uh, lost offensive guard Wes Schweitzer, uh, signed to the Redskins. Vic Beasley went to the Titans. True Font went to the Lions. And Devondre Campbell went to the uh, Cardinals. The Vic Beasley uh, release is the greatest tweet of all time. I didn't even see it. What was it? Vic, the Atlanta Falcons tweeted out Vic Beasley is being released to the Atlanta Falcons. And then someone commented on the tweet and said, what's your source? And they responded, us, literally. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Um, Falcons have re-signed uh, Samer Winhill, their punter, to a one-year deal. Uh, they also signed Ryan Allen to a one-year deal. Uh, they signed Young Ho Ko to a one-year deal. Who? Young Ho Young Ho Ko. John Wetzel to a one-year deal. Uh, Steve Means to a one-year deal. Kevin. Keith Smith to a three-year deal, uh, fullback, just in case people don't know who he is. Uh, let's see, Dante Fowler to a three-year, uh, $48 million deal, I think it was. Uh, they traded a second-round pick for Hayden Hurst. Uh, I didn't and, know that. Yep, that happened like the first day of free agency. Uh, they signed Todd Gurley to a one-year deal. And What's the financials on that? I never saw that. One year, uh, uh, $5.5 million deal with like 2.5 guaranteed. There's nothing in this world that I hope more than Todd Gurley to rush for 3,000 yards this <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't hate him. He didn't do anything wrong. No, I, I, there's no reason to win. But I hope no. that he fucking comes back. I do too. I hope, he ha- I hope he goes and wins the Super Bowl somewhere. I really do. Well, that's just stupid. That's, that just shows how much you hate the Rams. <laughs> I love Todd Gurley. The thing I'd love more than to see another team win. <laughs> well, let's be real. The way that our team is set up right now, we're not winning anything in the next couple of years. We did know Ryan Gosk could sling it. Yeah, you guys, people are saying how Todd Gurley got a five contract because of his knee. You guys fucking paid Ryan Gosling more than me in the notebook. <laughs> yeah. So, but... That's a, I feel like Paul thought of that one day, like in his car. I was like, I can't wait to throw this out somewhere. <laughs> I just thought of it right now. That's what popped in my head. So, so, I don't know. I'm trying to. So, whatever they lost, they filled the hole. Like they got rid of Hooper. team that is playing in a division 
you know, with the Saints that are a perennial playoff team, and now Brady just came to Tampa. And God, they, Kendall's hurting so bad right now. I'm trying to figure out how to start this. Well, the problem is I, I, the, the timing is weird on the – like, you guys lag a little bit, and I try to catch up with it. I'm just going to stay on one side, and I can never be wrong except 50% of the time. And the bass is like, hey, oh, oh, look at this mock well, but uh, I, I don't think the Falcons did anything to aid them in taking that division. I give them a B minus. I think they avoided signing people that they would have had to overpay for. Resigning. I mean, Hooper would have gotten, they would have had to give Hooper more money than he was worth. They would have had to give Vic Beasley more money than he was worth. They kept ties with him, and they went out and they got appropriate. I think they may have overpaid a little bit for Dante Fowler, but yeah, but not compared to what they how much they would have overpaid for Hooper or for Big Beasley mm-hmm. or Desmond Trufant. I like that. Desmond Trufant is overrated. Yeah, yeah, everybody on the line is still great to go. Except for Matt Stafford, he's underrated. All right, high five. Kenny Gallagher can suck an egg. All right, so around the table grade, Kendall. Uh, I like the I like the B minus grade. I think they, I think no matter what. Anything else you want to take from me? Maybe some beer. (laughs) I'm sorry. Cheap talk. Oh, I'm gonna have some more some more beer in a second. Uh, yeah, I I like the I like the B minus grade. Um. Added added good pieces didn't didn't everything kind of equals out like we guys have said. So, team team has a lot of upside. We'll see if it develops. Give me one of those garage loggers. What color is that? The gold one. It's garage. All right. Well, I think everybody else went around the table and gave their grades, so I'm not going to go around asking everybody else. Um. Let's move to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens were active early in free agency. Um, have kind of slowed down a little bit. But to start things off, they traded a fifth-round pick to the Jaguars for Calais Campbell and then signed him to a two-year, $27 million deal. Uh, to follow that up, they traded Hayden Hurst to the Falcons for a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Uh, they signed Michael Brockers to a three-year, $27 million deal, I think. Um, they ended up uh, re-signing Justin Ellis. Uh, they declined Brandon Carr's contract. Uh, <clears throat> they re-signed Jihad Ward. They re-signed Sam Koch. Uh, they ended up trading... Who did they trade to the Steelers? Chris Wormley. Thank you. <clears throat> And that's the status of the Ravens. So, they made upgrades to the defensive line. Um, they did lose, what's his name, because he retired. Uh, uh, Marshall Yanda. Oh, that's kind of what they call I'm going to say... An A minus. I do like the moves that they made. They made low caliber moves. Uh, not low. Ah! What was that? 
take your video on you know yeah there was some x-rated stuff going on on the omega <laughs> side of our chat mock just be very happy that you didn't have your camera on Twitch. Yep. Well, we have yep. to be making money now. I mean, Paul just gave us gold. <laughs> but I do think class came like a rocket piece up their defensive line, and I think that helped them this year defensively. They are getting older in the secondary, so we're going to see what happens. I think they got to focus on secondary and receiver. Real quick, Kendall, I know you're the only one still watching, but you see right here where I'm pointing? Right here? Yes. This is where the middle of the couch is. <laughs> I can see where the fault line of the couches work. <laughs> anytime you sit in the, any type of furniture yeah. with Kyle, Kyle just like he absorbs into you. Kyle, so right now we're pretty good, but before that mock and mass, Kyle was pretty much Kyle was going to stick where that middle portion is on the couch. I saw. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I'm what you would call Obese? Margin. God, that's gonna feel good. Yeah, the <laughs> It's pronounced margarine. <laughs> I can win a That's it. Oh, high praise from Kyle. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think the the Ravens are in that B plus A minus range. They, I think they took a defense that was good last year and added good pieces to it. Um, you know, they, they traded away Hayden Hurst. I think they got a good return for him. Um, I, I think they're making good moves and they, they put themselves in a good draft position to, to beef the offense up to match their defense now. Uh, I can award them a B. Uh, I, I think, you know, actually a, a very appropriate move. I think it was cool. I'm going to go C plus here. Um, <laughs> I'll go C plus. Is there a grade between a C plus and a B minus? Yeah, unless you make one up. C plus plus or B minus minus. Give them an 80 overall. Because I, I think that they got deeper on defense, not better, but deeper. Um,. And I just, I mean, granted, I know it might be but for free agency sakes, they didn't help the offense anymore. And right. we, saw, we saw last year, even though it only happened like one or two times, but when Lamar Jackson was slowed down coming out of the backfield, it showed how important it was to have, have receivers other than Mark Andrews. Right. And Calais Campbell, he's going into what, his what year now? It's, it's double digits for sure. It's... Yeah, I think it's 32. So it's a guy who's you know he's very productive. I think, like Paul said, he <coughs> gives a lot of depth. But at what point do we see a, a turn where you know, hey, this guy's got to be on a snap count? I think we were kind of at that point uh, for him in his career, in my opinion. He's thirty-three, by the way. So very close, Paul. No, I said he was in the league for thirty-two years. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. He was dropped. <coughs> he was dropped in 2008. Oh, careful, Mass! That tequila iced tea combo. It's a burner. <laughs> you know, I think it's one of my favorite things to just make Kendall bomb. <laughs> well, that's the entire show. <laughs> All right, Mass. What else you got? Hey, how come when Mass goes blacked out, it says TM, but when Mock goes blacked out, it says bag? 
I don't know, but the missus is here. Say hi, missus. Hi, Wesley. Hi. hi. hi Hello. Hi. <coughs> uh, Stop choking. Paul said, show your face. He hasn't seen you in forever. Where's the camera? He's right, well, the camera's right there. Okay. He's right there. Well, I can see him, but he can't see me. I don't know where the camera is. Well, the camera's right there. It's the well, blue thing. Thank you. I realize that now. Hi. Here, hold on. Please. Let me turn you up so you can hear them. You guys can talk. She can hear you now. Don't put those on. Those are very loud. Kyle, let Coach say hello. Hi. Oh, uh, no. Please say hi to Rebecca so we can stop whatever this is going Rebecca's on. Right there. Uh, oh, there you are. Hi. Hi. Hey, I know, it's, hey. I, I know I've been terrible at this whole being a friend thing, but next time I see you, I have a bottle of Nick Johnson's tequila for you. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's autographed by him. Well, I'll take it. it. What the fuck, dude? Kyle, I, have, I have one for you. It's autographed by Adele. Kyle, where's Coach? <laughs> <clears throat> we do not need to see Coach. Oh, he coach just... Is, coach is warming up this couch. Okay, Okay, bye. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. Currently kissing the male part of my body. Good to know. I didn't know Coach um, smoke cigars. <laughs> so. Don't answer my question. Someone asked what it's all about. It says, T, it says TM for. Like um, this? But when Mock blacks himself out, it just is black. Because he's minimized. He's not actually closing out his webcam. Minimized. Oh, I want to see if it says M. If I had to guess. I'm going to go urine into a detergent container. I'll be right back. No, just nope, I was me. wrong. Don't I don't know. Jackass on it. <clears throat> oh, there you go. So, oh, Kendall's going pee. Kendall. Um, he's gone already. Let Rebecca hold it. <laughs> no, I'm right here. So, up next we have the Buffalo Bills. Um, the biggest thing that they did was obviously... <laughs> The Stefan Diggs trade. Um, what? So the Stefan Diggs trade was the biggest thing that they did. Um, they added Quinton Jefferson and Vernon Butler to the defensive line as well. So just short up that defense a little bit more. But um, give Josh Allen a big playmaker down the field. <clears throat> uh, yeah, give me one second. I think it was a one of four to seven, right? Hey, Mass, if we, if, if we give you, like, the money to get, like, six screens, you can sit in a circle of computer screens, would you stay home for every show and be, like, our fact checker? Yes. We could, you could have, like, pro football on one, pro hockey. Pro I have three screens up already, so. Okay. We need a fourth one. You need two more. Once you can play Minecraft and once you can have hockey. So I have a TV up there, so that's four. Well, no, you still need two more because then when we get back in the Monday Night Football, I can need the TV. All right, so two more screens. Got it. Um, let's see. Oh, crap. Uh, Stefan Diggs trade was... <coughs> Kyle, what did you say it was? A one of four to seven. Uh, let's see. For a 2020 first round pick, 2025th round, 2026th round, and a 21 or 2021 fourth round. Oh, close. A minus. Yeah. Here's the deal. The one thing that's, that's keeping Buffalo from being a legitimate contender in the AFC is they have no receiving weapons. They've proven that they can't draft them, i.e. Sammy Watkins. Um, so they went out and got one. And they went out and got one that's going to be very happy that he's the only target on the team. Stephon Diggs is suffering from Antonio Brown syndrome. 
which is I'm not the only guy getting love on the team. Adam Thielen was getting it um, and doing a much better job, just like Juju was for Brown. And, you know, except Diggs didn't just, you know, like swear at postal workers. Um, so, I mean, I think Diggs was going to flourish there. I think Josh Allen's mobility only opens up the deep threat for him even more. Diggs has a wicked inside cut step that creates separation. I think that they got the best available receiver option that they could get via trade or free agency. And their defense is already really good. The offensive line is really good, in my opinion. They still have Singletary, who's a great running back, or a good running back that can get the job done. And they still draft picks for I mean, they're not out of the draft. They, I give them an A-. They also still have John Brown. Plus, not to mention the fact, too, that as of right now, the Patriots don't look like they're going to be a great team next year. No, right now that looks like and knock on wood for it, right now it looks like the Bills division to lose after last year. Right, exactly. And even if the Patriots come back and they do put up 10 and 6 with Diggs, I think that in that division, the Bills can very easily go 11 and 1, 12 and 2, or 12 and 4. I mean. Yeah, I can see that. Um, we'll, We're going to start speeding through these just because we're running a little bit out of time. We still have um, another hour well, if we wanted to get through all these. Did they sign Alwoods? Yeah, let's get to the important teams. Let's start off with the Chiefs. They get an F because Tyron Matthew looks like 669 or whatever. Fuck that rapid thing. Crash. All right, so let's, uh, who, what are some teams that did some splashy moves? So the Chargers were probably one of the biggest uh, splash moves uh, in. They get a D. Why is that? Because. I, I get it. They didn't get the production out of Melvin Gordon. But they let Melvin Gordon and Philip Rivers walk, and the response to that was Tyrod Taylor. And Austin Eckler. There was no bad, There was no plan to go out and do something fancy with having that much freed up cap. They were just like, yeah, we're just going to, like, ride with the bottom feeders we got. I mean, I, I wonder how much of it, like, they were sitting on Tom Brady, like, going to make the move. I, I don't know. I, there was a lot of speculation him landing there. I don't know if, if any of that was true. Like, you know, like they thought he was like a, a done deal and it just didn't come through. <coughs> See, I do love what they did on defense and now they have Desmond King, Chris Harris, and Cameron. Is it Cam Harris? I don't know. Do you have his jersey? <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, what's his face on? Watch somebody die if he had to shotgun this. I was laying in my bed when the Kyle Allen trade came across my phone. I thought it took Keenan Allen, and I was about four steps. In four steps, I was ready to open a pile of door. I read that wrong. Well, I would agree with you that uh, I don't think that they went into this offseason with much of a plan, but who knows? The draft's a good place to uh, have them start building. They're pretty decent on defense. I mean, they're not terrible on offense. 
give them a C minus. They didn't. I mean, there's, there's no room for them to. No, I give them a D plus. Give them a D plus. They didn't. They, they didn't. They, they were. They hung up the cleats on Rivers. They hung up the cleats on Gordon. There was no. They, they didn't get any depth at the running back position because there is a real world possibility that Eckler can't do 16 games of full carries. Their quarterback option is laughable at best. And I mean, they got better at defense, but I mean, like defense isn't going to win you a championship. It's not gonna, it won't get you to the championship. Yeah. No. It, but it won't get you. Get you to it. So, fun intended for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I give them a D plus. They, they just, they didn't do anything. And, I mean, and there's still question marks too, because it's like, receiver wise, they weren't as electric receiver wise after losing um, last year, the guy that went to the Raiders. Was Terrell Williams? Terrell Williams. They lost Terrell Williams. So the receiving core wasn't as explosive because of it. And, I mean, Hunter Henry has never been a healthy option. No, I don't think he's played a full season, has he? But but that's just it. So, I mean, like, on offense, it's just, like, it's a bunch of question marks and unimproved or non-improved or non-improved plays. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I give them a straight C because I think they made some good additions. I just don't think that they made additions where it counts. I, I put them in the D range because we see – I, I know that the Chiefs haven't done much in the offseason, but the Chiefs are the, the reigning Super Bowl champs. The Raiders have made a couple moves, and we've seen the Broncos make a couple. And the, to me, the Chargers haven't done enough to keep even keep up with their own division. No. Yeah. Unless the Chargers are just going to tank for Trevor. Which, you know, a lot of people are going to be doing that next year. Right, but I mean, but you think about it from an offensive standpoint, they're going to have Keenan Allen wrapped up still for the year after. They're going to yeah. have that whole defense wrapped up. I get it. I. Look, it's, it's, two, it's two totally different things. Like, for example, like the uh, a team like I'm trying to think uh, a team like the Dolphins, for example, like writing it out with like do another year of Fitzpatrick type of thing. Like a Fitzpatrick Rosen back and forth. Well, I mean, they're going to probably, that's a bad example. They're going to draft probably seven years from now. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a team, but it's just like, there's no there's no person on this planet that's like, well, maybe Tyrod Taylor surprises people. The only way I can be surprised by Tyrod Taylor is if he eclipses 10 picks. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Chargers have been complacent. Uh, I, I I give them a, a C. We, we, we've said it all. Just enough. We know you love them. Next team. <laughs> Next team. Um, did we say that they had to be not positive moves? No, just like like give us like, like three or four free agents. Flat. Like, Mark, is that you? What? It sounds like a yeah, rattlesnake. Um, yeah, he's eating M M&M and M minis. All right, so the big moves, I guess, in free agency, a lot of things that happened. The Jaguars. I mean, I, mean, I, give, I give them an NA. They're just building. They're, they're, they're just blowing up shop. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. They tried twice to recreate the magic that was that AFC championship game, and it didn't work. And yeah. 
Now they're just blowing everything up. They're just blowing it up and start. They're, they're blowing it up. They're doing what the, the, the Raiders did. You got Joe Shepard. They're going to they're gonna blow it up so that they start having some enticing pieces for when they move to London. And then they're just going to try to, you know. Like, I think we're going to see the Raiders do some serious damage in the next three years in terms of the AFC, especially with a seventh, seventh uh, playoff spot. I think we're going to see the, the Raiders make some serious moves. I think we're waiting for Vegas for that. I think Jacksonville's going to wait for London for the same thing. Jacksonville to me is a team that's not done trading. <clears throat> well, I mean, I give them an A just because they're blowing it up. This, yeah, that's can't, fine. Can't, can't great a blow up. Um, Detroit Lions. D. Yeah, I mean they're another team that they, you know, signed guys, but D. B plus potential because it's a bunch of Patricia boys. Granted, it's a different scheme. It's a different offense. You're not Bill Belichick. I'm talking to you, Patricia. Like it's so it you know like Patricia did wonders with those defensive guys, but knowing that Belichick was there to like correct wrongs and, and lead the offensive side of the ball as well, or make final calls on the, the offensive side of the ball. So. He's not Belichick, but there's B plus potential because I mean, if Matt if Matt's <clears throat> come back to form after his back injury, the Lions have been like either good defense or good offensive weaponry away from being like a decent team. They had a couple of good pushes here and there. Stafford will always make sure you're in a game. Stafford will always make sure you're you're, you're within striking distance. And if he has a decent that can get a third down, a fourth down stop, or an offense that can actually convert a third down then that's a whole different season for the Lions. So I think it's deep right now because none of those players are like, oh, wow, that's a game changer. But there's B potential. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that pertains to you. Um, because then- not a whole lot of other splash teams. Um. We've covered most of the big splash teams. Um, looking really quickly, I mean, the Raiders re-signed, or I'm sorry, the Raiders signed um, Marcus Mariota to a backup deal, um, which I think was a good move. Um, Love it. The Bucks uh, signed Tom Brady, obviously, uh, and that's going to be scary. What? Did more moves than that that are, well, more, no, um, no talking about. Go ahead, Kyle. They signed the linebacker from the Bears. Don't forget Corey Payton. Nick Wachowski, they signed him. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, they got Joe from the Little Two Teams. I think they signed a receiver, too. I think they signed one more. Uh, Let's see. Raiders Free Agency. Yes, that's who it was. What's some of those fact check fingers move? Who was it? Nelson Aguilar. I gotta, I gotta tell you, if you were moving your fingers and actually like you do on that keyboard, you'd have been married three years ago. <clears throat> but look at Kyle's fingers. That's a guy who can't. I think those the two linebackers. They signed Malik Collins. They signed Carl Nassib. They signed Jeff Heath. They signed Eli Apple. They signed Jason Witten. Look here, here's here's what the, the here's what it is. They, they gave the, the Raiders, in my opinion, they signed guys and are going to draft in a way that they are 
giving, they're trying to guarantee themselves the seventh playoff spot. I can see that. If you look at it, I mean, here's the deal. Until the Patriots, I don't care if Brady's there or not, because Belichick and Brady go hand-in-hand in genius terms. I mean, Brady's top five all-time in game-winning drives, Belichick, greatest coach of all time. I mean, both of those guys are, are, are arguably the greatest in their positions of all time. So they go hand-in-hand. With Belichick coaching, they still have Josh McDaniels at the helm offensively, which is where they're going to be the biggest question mark this year because Belichick, you know, is going to control things on the defensive side of the ball. The Patriots, until they don't make the playoffs, are a lock in for the playoffs for me, always. I think it's fair to say. So even going off of that, you have Patriots, Bills, Ravens, you have Chiefs, Chiefs, and then you have somebody who I think is personally going to be the Colts. I think I don't think there's anything scary about the Texans' offense next year. Out. Nope. Um, because Sean Watson's injury prone. There's no offensive line unless David Johnson returns to form. Because Will Fuller is hurt all the time, and Kenny Stills is just a deep threat. There's nothing else scary about him there. Um, so I think the Colts win that division. The Chiefs, the Patriots, the Bills. The Ravens. I think the Steelers, if Ben can stay healthy all, all year, is our guaranteed playoff team. <clears throat> really, outside of that, the Raiders pretty much is their seventh spot to lose. The Chiefs, or the Chargers, we just talked about, don't really think that they're a lock in for it. The Broncos, we'll see what happens. I'm not sold on the Broncos yet. Their defense hasn't been as good. Over, It's kind of declined steadily year by year. And offensively, they don't really have the receiving weapons that really are game changers. What about the Titans, though? I don't know. The Titans, for me, are just, it's a big question mark. They're a team that could fall flat on their face. They are, but they're also a team that can make a deep run. Yeah, but when you take your fucking best defensive player for a seven-round pick, you're a fucking jackass. They're not a team that can make a deep run. Let's just, in my opinion, they're not a team that can make a deep run. They're a team that got hot for a quarterback making mistakes. But now Tannehill's going to have to lead them in in a a 16-game season and then the playoffs. Yes, you have to still stop Derrick Henry, but Ryan Tannehill can't do what he did at the end of the season. Ryan Tannehill Tannehill had a very Nick Foles, Eagle type end of the year. He came in, he didn't make mistakes, he led the team deep in the playoffs, and he didn't lose the game for them. But that's the difference. He didn't lose games. Nick Foles. He did not win them, though. Nick Foles won them games when he was on the Eagles side. Now Tannehill has to go out and do. I I think Tannehill can lead them to a playoff spot. No, but I don't think he's going to place to make a great run. Here, I'm going to make Kyle mad real quick. What about the Browns? The Browns are a big question mark as well for me. I mean, just because Baker played very well as Rick Gear, he had a very bad sophomore. Mm-hmm. I, do not, I still will not buy into locker room animosity between Odell and the team. I think that him and Landry's connection are stronger than ever. And I don't think Odell is rattled by Baker. Baker hasn't really been going out and doing the Jackie Mayfield post conferences. I mean, Baker Mayfield is a very outspoken, very charismatic character, but he's not an He's asshole. a team guy. He's not an asshole about it. He's not. And so I don't think there's any animosity in the locker room. You know, it's going to be, you know, can after serving a suspension, as long as he did, and then most likely missing all team uh, off-season workouts due to this COVID thing, can Miles Garrett return into, you know, football form 
Because like we said, there's a difference between being an in-shape athlete and being football shape. You see it all the time. Can Miles Garrett come back to form and what's the defense going to be able to do? But a lot of it is also going to depend on Baker Mayfield's ability to bounce back from the slump. It's only his third year, so even if he has another bad year, I'm not right, ready to write him off as a, a bust quarterback. But, right. You know, but this is going to be a big year for Baker and that, that team. They have Chubb, they have Landry, they have Odell, they have Njoku, and then they signed the tight end. They got, um, what's his face from Atlanta? I mean, their offense, their offense is in a position to put up 28 a game. Easy. It's just going to be a, a lot of it's going to be relying on on Baker and the head coach. And I can see that. I think this is the – as much as I think Frank Kitchens was the wrong hire, I think this is kind of a good deal because now what you're doing is you're bringing in a brand-new head coach and Baker is kind of starting from scratch. So it's almost kind of like you're in a situation where it's like the head coach and the quarterback are on the same page, same playing field. Let's start this together. you know. And then and what we're going to see is – I think we're going to see this head coach write out the rest of Baker's three or two two guaranteed third option on the team's end of it, and then we're going to see if this head coach and this quarterback can get it done, and if they can't, they'll sink together. If they can, they'll swim together. I think they don't fire this coach after this year. That's true. <laughs> As is Brown's tradition. All right, let's talk about <clears throat> one last one. Well, you want to talk about Pittsburgh? Talk about Pittsburgh. All right, we're going to talk about two more. Go ahead and talk about Pittsburgh. Roosevelt makes go, so they suck. B-. I was pretty boned about that. Um, Has he signed anywhere? No. Do you follow him on Instagram? I don't get the no. one. I do. I don't get it. It doesn't matter. You don't use your fullback. You're going to run on a fullback team. You're going to block. Okay? Every full, every team uses their fullback to block. That's all they need. They do fullbacks all the time. He actually was out on the field a lot. Not every possession. Not every possession, no. But Kyle's a lot shot. He 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 was a guy that you know will be missed by me. <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you trying to talk about with the Steelers? They tagged Bud. They tagged Bud Dupree. They got Derek Watt. They brought in Eric Dupree. They signed the guard. Mm. Mark is asleep. And they brought back some of their special teams. They had a very deep draft. <laughs> Mark, you falling asleep in your couch right now? I don't think it's a B. I think it's I'm a C plus. Listening. I think it's C plus. Is C plus is considered average? C C plus, right? Yes. It's average. I mean. You brought in a younger fullback to do the same thing. I mean, the only reason he brought in this fullback was just because, oh, like maybe he'll be healthy the whole time. It, there's no chemistry thing for because it's the Watt brothers. No that bullshit. It's not going to do anything because they play protect the ball, so it doesn't matter. So that was just kind of like a whatever thing. Like you got younger at a position that doesn't really make that big of a difference. Cool. You brought in Eric Ebron, which I thought was pretty cool because it gives you. In two tight end sets, it gives you both a vertical and a possession threat from your tight ends, which is something that's cool. But Ben's not a tight end guy, so he wasn't though. Earlier. He wasn't though. Ben's never been a tight end guy. They've just they, in his young career they used Heath Miller on third and less than four situations to move the chains. That's not a tight end guy. That's just being a good game manager. 
A tight end guy is Patrick Mahomes who, or Nick Foles. Those are tight end guys that feature tight ends in their offense. I mean, when's the last time you guys had a more than three-time 100-yard receiver from the tight end position in the year? Not in a while, but I think to, to, to back to what Paul is saying, and I, and I think that it, would, it would be as if Ben change, you know, adapts to the game like he's pretty good at. If Ben can adapt to be kind of being like, you know, hey, let's look at the tight end first, I think Ebron is a nice addition for something like that. Yeah, I mean, the guard thing was just going to be like, oh, let's see how yeah, let's see how this plays out. It was an average free agency. They didn't do anything bad. They didn't do anything great. There's something that they needed to do. <sighs> no, but... Mock, making a lot of noises over there, man. That was a good burp. I needed that one. The Steelers' biggest free agency question mark is, what the fuck are they freeing up all this cap for and then not using it? Future? Saving up for something special. Every single day, they're restructuring a contract or cutting a guy or whatever, and then they're not using it. They, like, doubled their cap, and then they didn't do anything. Unless something miraculous is going to happen. I think they're opening it up to to sign Bucket free. They don't have to open it up. It's such a common misconception. Let's, let's just reiterate this one more time. We're all we're a big sports show. Seeing people off all the time. Because Matt brought it up with the whole Todd Gurley thing. The team's cap space, when you look at it on like the the, the website, whatever what mass what website do you go to all the time for what for cap space. Uh, sports track, track usually. Yeah. Sports track over the cap, all that. Their cap space is entirely based off of. Who they're going to sign in free agency? Their draft cap is already worked in. That's a totally different number. It doesn't go against that cap number because your draft stuff, your draft stuff is set in stone when the free agency starts, and then it changes as you acquire picks. So, I mean, like, yeah, if you're a team, so like, let's let's talk about like like Minnesota for example. Minnesota is going to have to adjust. They're probably going to lose a little bit of the cap money that they had to start free agency at OverTheCap.com because they acquired a first-round pick. So they're going to have to factor that into it. But that's a pick that they acquired. Their first pick they had when the free agency started, that cap was already set aside and doesn't count. That has nothing to do with it. A team can go to the draft with no cap and still draft all their players without restructuring a single contract. It's totally different money they've already set aside. <clears throat> Who's your last team you want to talk about, Matt? So, we're going to talk about the Bears yeah, because they they made some of the most they made most of the free a lot of free agent signings this offseason or free agent moves. They've released Leonard Floyd. They traded for Nick Foles. Um, who did you resign in the middle? Raven. Resigned Danny Trevathan. Kyle Long retired. Resigned Deion Bush. Resigned Deion Bush. Brought in Um, the Yep. So, Bears have made a lot of moves. I don't know yet whether they're the right ones. I'm curious to see what Nagy thinks and what Nagy does with it. Um, I don't think it was... Go ahead. Can I give you my input? Yes, no? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, the thing, the thing with the Jimmy Graham, the time Jesus. Jimmy, they signed Jimmy Graham, and obviously they, they swung and missed on Trey Burton in, in terms of 
the health during the contract. I mean, I don't think he even played it down last year. And, he, and I don't think he did. I think he was out the whole year last year. And he missed time in his first year as a bear. So that, that of course, was a screen of um, We still have him this coming year. Who knows if he'll be healthy. It depends on what's going on with all this virus shit. The, the, the Jimmy Graham thing was a real head-scratcher in the beginning because it was like, you guys signed him like 10 minutes into like Tampa. It, it was like, it was like, oh, we had to have this guy. Like, I, I refuse to believe they couldn't. That. It was like 10 minutes after they caught him. After Green Bay caught him. No, but it, but it was, I refuse to believe that they couldn't have waited and got him for less. But as, as things progressed, and as I've had time to think about it, I'm still very on the fence about it I, 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 and more towards the, the negative side of the fence and the positive. But the reason I think the Jimmy Graham deal happened was because of something we talked about earlier. I think that they're their plan was always Nick Foles. And Nick Foles likes the tight end. So you can get Jimmy Graham. You can still have Trey Burton. You know, out, outside of Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson, you're very question mark at best at your receiver position. I mean, Wims is okay. But you can run a lot of – you can run a lot of two receiver, two tight end, one running back type situations – and if you run a play action with, with Foles under center, if you have a healthy Burton and a healthy Graham with Robinson and Miller lined up on the outside and Cohen in the backfield, and you run a play action pass, as a defense, you literally do not have a clue where that ball is going to go. Because Foles likes to take his deep shots, he loves his tight ends, and he loves check downs. So you don't know. Um, I, think Foles, I, I think that there was interest in Bridgewater. Those reports did come out. But I, I just think that the, the interest in Bridgewater was, like, if we can get Bridgewater for dirt cheap, let's do it. But I think once they kind of figured out, you know, like, Bridgewater was probably asking for money similar to what they had to give him. He, they were like, you know what, no. And, again, I, I saw a report that I don't disagree with. I think the signing or the trading for Nick Foles, I think the reason that, that was so appealing to the Bears in terms of Matt Nagy was, that with this COVID thing, there's a real possibility that we don't see any OTAs and we don't see any mini camps and we don't see any preseason. And Nick Foles is somebody that can come in and run Matt Nagy's offense without having to do any practices. He knows Matt Nagy's offense. He ran it in Philly. He ran it in Kansas City. Doug Peterson's offense wasn't that different than what Matt Nagy's running, just a little less trick plays than Matt Nagy's. Nick Foles can can run the offense. He can understand the offense at the same level Matt Nagy's understanding. Ideally, you want your quarterback to understand your offense better than your, your coach does. But same level with no practices, I think that's what the Bears were going for. Bridgewater, Cam Newton, uh, Andy Dalton, I think these are all guys that would have been behind the eight ball had they brought him in and they weren't able to do practices and OTAs and, and mini camps and off-season workouts with the coaching staff and the offense. And what good is it to bring in any quarterback that doesn't that's not going to be able to know your week one? Even in the backup. Because we've seen Mitch go down every year. So it makes sense. I still don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like the cap hit it's taking. And I you know I, I don't I don't know. Um, I like the Robert Quinn signing. I feel like they, again, could have gotten him for less money. 
but I like the Robert Quinn signing. I think it adds a significant amount of depth to the defensive side of the ball. Now you're going to be having, in a standard 3-4 set, you're going to be having Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks coming off the edges with Eddie Goldman in the middle, and then you're going to be having Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack coming off the edges with the linebackers on a five-man blitz. It's pretty scary. And so I saw reports that there, there's, there's actually, there's actually talks in the Bears front office about being they still have enough cash that they could free up to land a Jadavian Clowney. Hey, I mean, to me that would make a lot of sense. I think you know Clowney's looking for a, a place to kind of make an impact now, and if he can you know join up with similar playmakers, I think that's the position he wants to be in. So it's one of those things like. I give him a C. I give him a C plus. I give him a C plus with A minus potential. The reason for that being that competition breeds success, and Nick Foles is somebody that Trubisky has to immediately compete with. I don't know that Andy Dalton was somebody that Trubisky would have necessarily had to take on a competition starting job. That's serious. Bridgewater would have came in to be the starter, in my opinion. I mean, Foles looks like he's going to be the starter because he can't pay a backup that much money. But he understands the offense. So I'll give it a C-plus with A-minus potential. I think that's fair. I mean, who knows? You know, there. I, I, I'm sure, especially as a fan, there's doubt with, with Foles. But he seems to be a guy who kind of rises to the occasion. Does he hold that? Does he hold that uh, once he has it down – Perhaps not, but you know he does make some impact when he's there. The only thing I don't like about the the, the Nick Foles trade was that they gave up a fourth round pick. I'd rather they have given up a second round pick than they switched it. Just because the way things fall, the way Brian Pace drafts in the fourth and fifth round is absolutely absurd. I mean, you look at the players that he's gotten in the fourth and fifth round. I mean, Eddie Jackson was a fourth round pick. Jordan Howard was a fifth round pick. It's very much the same with us. I agree. Anthony Miller was a late. Round pick. Denver last year, slot nickel, slot nickel corner. Um, Bryce Young, Bryce Young was a fourth round pick. Not Anthony Miller, then Javon Limbs maybe. But they just they drafted a lot of guys that are on that have made big made big impacts on the team in the fourth and fifth round. He starts his best drafting in the third through fifth rounds. And I mean the second round is not a huge swing and miss. I'm, I'm honestly I think the Bears should trade the first round pick. I think the Bears should try to trade their first round pick for like the fourth or fifth or sixth. Okay. So, anybody anything else like to add before we take a break? No, I think we were pretty thorough. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, Rooney. So, Ken Mukum, Fistfoot, Surgeon, Container, Mox, Outhold. No, uh, I'm back. No, he's dead. We'll see you guys on the other side of the break when we talk NBA uh, rule changes. Sounds good. We'll see you guys then. And now, back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. He's not paying attention. It's all right. We're back. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. Whoa. It's all the same. Listen, it's a learning process. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming through. Who knows? You know, during that entire break, maybe they heard everything you guys said. I don't know. So. I guess we'll figure that out. 
Well, for but only Spreaker. Right now we're back. Why? The, yes, I'm fine. The good folks at uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm moving. The good folks at uh, at at Podbean <laughs> won't care. This will be edited out. But yeah, we're back. Final hour of uh, getting sports with the drunk. I'm on to my fourth beer of the evening. Well, actually, my third technically. I doubled up on one. Oh, what one is? What one are you drinking right now? Uh, from uh, the Riddler collection is what else, <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, I have an SPF here. I, a lot of a Red Baron. I have yet to have one, so I, I don't know. What, God, what the hell do you got? Kind of looks like a sandwich that he's dipping in a sauce. Nope. It's a mayonnaise Milk? sandwich. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise and peanut butter. <laughs> oh my God. Man, could you miss? <laughs> Good God. That sounds awful. It's better than what he had last night. What did he have last night? Mayonnaise and marmalade. Ooh, souls are an aristocrat. I'd almost rather have the mayonnaise and peanut butter. Well, neither of them are true, so... You know, it's funny. It's really tough to defend mayonnaise, but it's hilarious that Kyle doesn't like mayonnaise of all the other stuff that he does like. So it's like, how, how do you, like, you battle Kyle in the mayonnaise conversation and not sound like an idiot? It's like, an, it's like an automatic win for him. <laughs> All right, we're back though. So, uh, yeah. They're yeah, pretty bummed. They can't find me. This is what a soft snack sounds like. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. We, you cut out. No, no, it's not important. It's slightly important. <laughs> it's important yeah, to me. Is that your phone buzz? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody hears phone that buzz. That was loud as hell. I was hoping there was Maybe. Rebecca, your phone is loud as hell. Sorry. So, Don't be sorry. Just do better. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so what were we getting into this session? Your thing. Oh, we're going to talk about NBA uh, rules to change. Yeah. All right, so we're continuing my segment for the month of March. Uh, we're going through sport a week and coming up with rule changes that we're going to pitch the rest of the group and um, basically uh, rules along the lines of things that we think would make the sport better uh, or more entertaining for newer people to watch. Uh, Wood this... ball. Wood puck. <laughs> So uh, this week we decided that we would uh, go with the NBA. Uh, does anybody want to kick us off? Yeah, I think the Nets should be banned from using that great court. <laughs> the the Nets use a great court. The Nets play on a great court. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's just like Boise State's football field. Kyle and I almost went there. No, you didn't. We did. We you did. didn't go there. Did you even apply? We did. No, you didn't. <laughs> We're kind of not even the right symbol. <laughs> oh my god! This guy looks like he's been like sleeping in a washing machine half his life. It just comes on, but his camera's frozen. Yeah, Mark Seymour Hoffman over there. Oh, he lost his uh, <laughs> lost his uh, internet there. Yeah, you see someone's back. 
Still frozen, though. I think he can hear us. He just can't respond. Well, tell Mark to suck oh, us. Oh, oh, he's, he's back. Yep, I just saw oh, his eyes. there go. we go. Yeah, there we go. You missed so, um, Were you standing still the whole time? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. I knew <laughs> Perfectly. Because you have a ho-ho getting stuck in yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and start. I think that you should be able to make a four pointer if you shoot from beyond half court. It's whatever. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to see someone hate versus support. It's kind of, it's just kind of, kind of, it's kind of in the middle. Like if you did it, great, but <laughs> it's not like a I mean, game changing thing. It just, it happens if it happens. So. so my thing against it is that it it affects more than just people taking a four point shot. Like someone having to do a buzzer beater on on an inbounds pass at the end of a quarter with like a, a second left, and like they don't have a choice; they just have to heave it. So you like get four points for that. Like especially like imagine like going into the like end of the third or the fourth and you. They just huck a full court thing and it goes in for four points. Right, it's not a strategy. It's just kind of like right. I, I don't personally like it. Why it's... hail marys work in the same fashion? What hail marys work in the same yeah, but, fashion? But it's still yeah. it's a standard point. It's a touchdown. It doesn't. It's not yeah, like you it get nine points with that. Hey, so uh, quick against... segment for NFL next week. <laughs> I'm I'm against it because I just think it would. I, I think it would. We would ruin what the little team aspects of this world. Then you'd see people like Trey Young and Steph Curry. I mean, <laughs> who would just be doing it all the time? <laughs> Here, let's ask. Let's ask the person who doesn't care about sports at all. You. You don't. You don't care about basketball at all. Most whatever. Huh? Since when? Since ever. Do you think that if we change the rules to allow for uh, four points if you shoot from the half court line, that would be a good thing or a bad thing? No, there's no point. Okay, so she says no point, so that's out. This is actually the best fucking thing that's ever happened to any of us. Well, you're not wrong. Paul said you're the best thing that happened to any of us. Okay. Thank you. So, all right. Wife says it's out, it's out. Travel should be four steps instead of two. Because it's basically a thing anyways now. Yeah, but then it'll be six steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just walk with the ball. <laughs> It'd be funny just to see that guy glide through the fucking half court. So here's the thing with the, the travel thing. I don't think it should be four instead of two. I just think there needs to be more definition about what a travel right, is. 100%. There's, like, because if you, if you take the ball and you take a step and, like, you're taking the step... On the on the like you, you bounce the ball down, you take the step, then the ball starts coming back up from the ground. You catch it in the middle of another step. That's not considered. Sometimes by some steps it's considered part of your two steps. By some it's still considered part of the transition of the dribble. There needs to be a more black and white definition of it. Like when the ball's coming up, it's no longer a dribble. Only on the ball going down. Or like. The, what, like two steps when the ball's in your hands, you know. There needs to be a more definite. It's it's not as like it's not as liberal as the fast interference call, but it's probably the closest thing to sports. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp if, as you know, Paul. A player will take a dribble 
and if the ball's coming up, they'll take the first step back, they'll touch the ball, and then they'll take two steps back. James Harden is the most notorious for it, but other players do it as well. So they take the first step back on the ball coming back up, then they take two more steps. So it looks like they take three steps without ever dribbling the ball. And then they, you know, and then they wonder why people don't, they don't get called to the travel. Well, some refs call it, and some don't. The majority don't, but some do. There are games where James Harden gets nabbed for that four or five times in a game. So that's just a little bit more definitive answer. Yeah, I can agree with that. So as Kyle's put it forth, uh, <clears throat> no, I don't think that we should inc- increase the amount of steps for travel. I don't think there needs to be an increase of steps. It's just to be more definition. Right. I get rid of dribbling. Man. Just get rid of dribbling. <laughs> I don't. I think to, to Kyle's point, it's like they're not going to call it anyway, so why not? But, <laughs> but you know. So um. All right, that's uh, Souls Mock. Did you do any homework? I I think that you should be allowed to dribble with both hands. Are you not allowed to do that? No. no, no, I, I mean like both hands at the same time. Are you not allowed to do that? But how would no, that, no. but how would that help you in any circumstance? Uh, I just think it looks a lot cleaner. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it looks a lot cleaner if you're Johnny Knoxville and cleaner. <laughs> like I, I, I think it'd be, I, I don't know. I would like to see like a guy in like a fast break do a nice little two-handed, like dribble up to a dunk. I'm in. Yeah, while in a potato sack race, simultaneously, is <laughs> what he's looking so, for. So, hold on. I Less about mocks, because that's a no, but why are you not allowed to do that in the first place? It's a double dribble. It's, I mean... I understand that it's a double dribble. Why are you not allowed to do it? What is the point of outlawing that? <laughs> well, think, think of how hard it would be to do that, like, in gameplay. Like, what, what? there's nothing really to be gained by doing it. It's, right, but why... So it's so nobody would ever do it. Why is it illegal? I, I don't know. I it, it up long time. What? It's just what? one of those things. You can't I mean. stand there and hold the ball and take off again. It's, we're not talking about traveling. We're talking about double dribble. Yeah, she's right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. She's right. So, yeah, so you're telling me that I can't just stand there and move forward like this? Because you look like an asshole. But that—that's <laughs> not a reason to outlaw it. You're right, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it's a, I'm out. My 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 ruling is no on that. Well, that's why you're wrong. <laughs> so, so take that. So, Mock, do you want to jump into your segment of wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Paul, what are you saying? There is an instance which you can catch the ball and you can put it down, uh, you can dribble it down to the ground with two hands. You can do it once, and it's called the power dribble. So if you have, like, for example, if you have a center that's coming up to the top of the key to set a pick and then cuts back door down the lane and the wing player dribbles, like, passes the ball to him, he can, if he catches the ball with both hands, he can put it, he can dribble it down to the ground with both hands one time to avoid a travel and then come back up with it and catch and dribble it. Like, but that, that rule works for anything. So, like, if I throw the ball across the court to somebody on the perimeter and they catch it, they can bounce it down with one hand, but then they need to keep dribbling it with one hand. So, the other side is imagine if you have to dribble with both hands. That would like, be that's. The NBA. It would be 
hilarious. <laughs> it would slow you down look the like game. a bunch of baby deer running on a fast break. Well, here's the thing: the reason it's double dribble is because it, it it's more of a unfair deception per se. Because if you're dribbling it with both hands, then there's no like it, it, there's no connotation for what you're doing. So essentially, it's like you're dribbling it. Because a double dribble, the same thing would be like if you're dribbling with your right hand, when it comes up, you take it and you transfer it to your left hand, and then you start dribbling it. That would be a double dribble. Okay. It's a, it's a continuous flow of dribbling. It, it's just the it's just the way it works. It's the, how, how the rule is. It's weird. I vote no. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's been a no for like 30 minutes. <laughs> no. I've always been infatuated with uh, goaltending, and I yeah, I vote no. That should be allowed. Uh, I just I like plays at the basket where there is like interference. Because there's scenarios where I just I just I feel like in the sport where it just makes it more interesting if it's more combated at the basket in the air. Uh, I I understand, but I don't know. I just think it, it, it provides a new I will part of the game. So I was doing a little bit of research earlier in the week into this, um, and I agree with you that was actually going to be one of my things. Um, International uh, basketball teams uh, have a rule for goaltending. Once it hits the rim, it's fair game. You can do whatever you want. And it's false. Would you like to correct me? I think international is Saturday. No, it's the cylinder rule. It's the cylinder rule. So, because in the NBA, once it hits the rim, it's free game too, to an extent. So, the reason I won't agree with the goaltending rule is exactly what Kyle just said. If somebody shoots a jump shot from from the three-point line, all you have to do is, if you're fucking Boban, you just stand at the rim, you just jump up in the air and slap it out before it ever hits the rim. So, that would just be absolutely stupid. All right. Go ahead rule is which is the cylinder rule so you have to imagine which in all sports it's hilarious that in all sports there's imaginary things imaginary strike zones imaginary first down markers so so here's the actual rule reading from the international basketball association no blocking a ball in a downward flight towards the rim once the ball strikes the rim any player can play the ball right but the cylinder rule is there is no cylinder rule that's it the cylinder rule is what's in effect for the nba Right. I'm saying to adopt the international thing. Right, but, but what I'm saying is, yeah, but you said that in the NBA, once it hits, like, you said it in a way that in the in international, if it hits the rim, you can do whatever you want, and in the NBA, you can't, which is true. Right, so the NBA has if, a cylinder rule. In the, in the NBA, if it hits the rim and it goes straight up in the air and the ball is still in the cylinder of the basketball hoop, the imaginary cylinder, you can't touch it. You right. Can't, you can't even do a putback slam because it's offensive goaltending. That, I think, should be eliminated. I think if you're an offensive player that's in a position to be able to jump up and take a ball that's still in the cylinder that's rattling around in the rims and slam it into the guaranteed points, you should be allowed to do that. I think defenders should be able to swat it out. I think they should be tackling in the NBA. <laughs> Introduce so, those floor trampolines. <laughs> oh, you're so I mean, like I said, that was my my thinking. It's like you know, the offense has an opportunity to kind of you know make a play on that while in the air. I think the defense should make it have an again a somewhat equal opportunity. I just think it'd be fun. I think it would change basketball strategy a little bit. I would agree. I, I vote so, yes to. 
So that, that was my thinking. I, I've always liked the idea of that rule being changed, uh, but I'm, I'd, I'd be curious, you know, how you guys feel about it. It's too traditional to change or, or what? No. I think I, I think a rule change should be that offensive fouls don't count towards your team foul at all. Could you elaborate? I mean, I, I kind of understand, but I don't fully. So after, after five team fouls, the opposing team shoots two free throws every time they get fouled, even if it's in a non-shooting situation. So if you've accumulated five fouls in the first one, uh, first uh, twelve minutes of the, or first uh, ten minutes of the quarter, the last two minutes every foul is a free, is two free throws, even if it's something like like a reach in, uh, you know, when the ball's coming up the court. Now that I don't have a problem with. You committed the fouls and there's a penalty for that type of thing to commit too many fouls. But I think that if you're on the offensive side of the ball and you're trying to set a screen and you get called for an illegal screen, that shouldn't count towards your team fouls. I think team fouls should be a tricky defensive category. Because right. on the offensive side of the ball, nobody very rarely are you on the offensive side of the ball are you doing something illegal in an attempt to score the bucket. The only way that that really is offensive goaltending you just talked about or like you know, like when players are like pushing, like stiff-arming guys to the ground. But like when a defender or when an offensive center is coming up to the top of the key to set a pick for a point guard and gets called for an illegal screen, it's just usually the point guard started moving before the screen was set. So the center got nailed with an offensive you know, an illegal screen and then that counts as a team foul. I would agree with that, but I'm still of the mind that the goaltending should adopt the international rules. I don't like the cylinder. Anybody else have any rule theories? I have a couple, but the two of you haven't gone yet. Who? You and Kyle. I went. I just said mine. I said mine too. What was yours, Kyle? The traveling thing. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, I. Listen, I'm not paying attention. Um, I think that it would be fantastic to the to do the NBA playoffs where you uh, see the playoffs one through sixteen, no matter the conference. Just top sixteen teams get seated, like the end. I don't like it either. They're just gonna see the same sixteen teams every year. Watch the other teams get better then. I, I don't give a shit. I'd rather see the Hornets than the fucking Jazz. There, there, there's more. You, it, it eliminates the whole upset. Like an 18 out of the game. Like, even now, like, the 18 is not going to be the one seed. The 16 definitely ain't going to be the fucking one seed. Right. Um, well, depends, like, you know, maybe, like, who's saying that the 16 seed is the fucking king? The more of the fuck. Or like in the playoffs, it's just change in the Lakers. That's not fun. Right. I think the, the only appealing factor in, in, in eliminating uh, divisional playoffs and having an entire league fight playoffs is that you would get the off chance of seeing something like a Clippers Lakers finals. But I don't care enough about that. To... What about teams that coast during the regular season? That what? That coast during the regular season because they know that they're going to beat anybody that they're going to go up against in their conference. Like, the down, huh? No, not the Lakers. The Clippers. Like the Bucks. The Cavs did it when LeBron was there. The Bucks still play harder. Like, 
But the Cavs just coasted during the regular season because they knew nobody was going to threaten them. Like, the Clippers fit their stars every other night. It was fucking annoying. Right. The thing is, though, is like even when shit like that happens, there's still the upsets on it. The thing, in terms of playoff seeding, the thing that the NBA needs to either adapt or get rid of is that the NBA has divisions for some reason. Because that means nothing. I mean, like, you play the team in your division more than you play any other team in the league, but being the best team in your division doesn't get you anything. Right. It doesn't get you a, a buy. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee it, – it, 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 actually, it doesn't even guarantee you a playoff spot. Because, in theory, you could be the best team in the Heat's division, but if four teams in the, the North and four teams in the Central are better than you, you don't get a playoff spot. So – they need to. I think the I think what they should do is I think they should reseed the NBA and they should adapt the NHL's playoff style. I think the NHL has the best playoff style. Or all thirty-two teams or all thirty teams make it. So thirty-two team bracket. Well, that would be a thirty. It would be all thirty teams. It would be the top twenty-six teams make it, and then 27, 28, 29, and thirty. Each play, uh, like 27 play 30, 28 play 29. Single elimination. In single elimination. I'm just saying. Top 28. You're talking about the Spencer Dumbers. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, but you can't do a 32 bracket. The math doesn't work. Well, you, you can't do, have five in a bracket. So you do the 16 teams make it. So I just talked about doing a bracket and you told me no, but now you're trying to do another bracket? Kyle wants to do a 2018 triple elimination <laughs> bracket. That, he wants to do basketball rules, basically. <laughs> For the playoffs start in June and they end next July. Okay. It's play that June. Yeah, they, he wants the finals to be going on during the start of the next regular season. <laughs> so, Could you imagine? Another thing that would be cool is like you know, a sixteen game, so like the best sixteen teams to go to the playoffs, then the fucking fourteen other teams took it out for the one seed. Literally everything I just said, but that last part. Yeah, last part I fucking met today. Well, the other thing too is, is like I would be more apt to seeing an NBA playoff that is geared more towards like the first and second round or five game series and then the semis and the finals or seven game series. Instead of taking three breaks, three three day breaks, you just fucking play one game. The NBA, the NBA playoffs take way too long. The NHL playoffs take just as long, but they don't feel like that. Right. I think that the NBA playoffs, I think that there'd be more room for upset because you see a lot of times where you see a team come out and they take a, 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 a three, two, series lead on the one seed and then they can't, you know, they can't close it out in the two extra games, but if it was a five-game series, maybe two would win it. Right. And and, and there would be it would be more excitement, there would be more tune-ins, in my opinion, because it's, you, you see a lot of series in the NBA playoffs every year get to, get to two and two. Rebecca, what are you doing? A team wins at four and two, and, Tweeting. like, if the one seed goes up three to two, no one gives a shit about game six. But if it's two two and it's the one versus the eight, people are going to watch that game five. Because it's a right. must situation. The NHL playoffs, in my opinion, are the best playoffs in in, in uh, the sport. major sports. Major sports. Okay. All right, so sixteen team bracket, yay or nay? No, I think the I think the NBA playoffs should stay the way they are in terms of eight from each conference. And I think what they should do is they should eliminate the three divisions and make two divisions. And then the way it would work would be you'd have two divisions in the East. You'd have like a North and a South or something like that. You can call it whatever you want. And then the top three teams in each division make it, and then there's two wild cards from the East. And then All the right. two wild cards play the two one seeds, 
and the two and three seeds from each division do get out. All right. Kyle, yay or nay to that? I said nay to what I just said. Oh, yay. Kendall. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Paul's breakdown makes better sense. Mark. Yes. He's sleeping. Okay. Mark. He's been asleep since the wood ball comment. <laughs> Speaking of wood ball, Mark, would you like to talk about the wood ball for basketball? Well, so wood ball would be tough. You'd have to get a real soft wood and probably cork it. Here's the other thing, too. It would be really, really annoying to bounce a wood ball on a wood cork. <laughs> but I, I could definitely see the merit and why we do need it. Um, Go ahead, but, tell us. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. But the... Uh, I'm, a bit of, I'm a bit of an idiot myself. I need you to explain it to me. Well, listen, well, you're, you're one of our, if, our, our esteemed hosts here. We're, we all know what you are. If I could help him out, as soon as you said merit, I thought of craftsmanship in the American spirit. And I think that's all I needed to hear about adaption. Uh, exactly. So when if he, you could go ahead and lock in that yes vote. When he said merit, I thought of Narragansett. My, my thought exactly. Sort of all right. Yeah or nay vote? No. Woodball? Uh, I'll... You guys are just afraid of it. Uh, I, I will adapt to cork ball. On, on, the, on a separate note, I'd like a, a super bouncy ball. Perfect. That's pretty much Basketball size, though. I think every game should not be played as a regular game. It should all be just sports. <laughs> just forget basketball Is that basketball an actual rule together. change that you're proposing or no? Here's, here's a rule change that's both ridiculous but somewhat intriguing. Eliminate dead ball substitutions and do it the way hockey does it. And just, just run just out onto the court as where, where you have to wait for like so if the Lakers are running five they're running five on five against you know the Jazz like they would have to they would have to wait for Danny Green to cross completely off of the court before LeBron could run on but LeBron could run on in transition you can do it up to the coach's chair on each bench which is the furthest towards the mid court line on either bench. And so you can get a running, you can you can get a running start if you want, whatever you want. But you can't. You have to enter the court by the coach's chair, otherwise it could be a, a penalty or whatever. Another thing would be cool because you could get a too many men situation where you wouldn't play a man down because that would be ridiculous. But like you could just be like a, like you could be like a like a flagrant flagrant one where you get like a free throw on the ball. Yeah, I always thought that one, one sport should like adapt to the other. I always liked that. Like to me, it just made sense. Also, I think that's another cool rule change that they could type to take away from it. I think they should eliminate the whole flagrant one, flagrant two thing and just make a flagrant foul be an ejectable offense. And other than that, it's just two, it's just two free throws. Because I hate the whole, like, we have to watch it and we have to watch it in slow-mo and see if it was malicious intent. And <laughs> just, it, it just, anytime you incorporate personal judgment, it creates unnecessary speculation of the finish of an event. So you have something happen in the middle of the fourth quarter and a player gets ejected. Or we've seen it happen with players like DeMarcus Cousins where a player gets ejected. A legitimate, like back when he was a king, a legitimate game difference maker for that team get ejected on what the refs thought might be a flagrant two or a flagrant one. And then it completely changes the complexion of the game. Yeah. Maybe adapt a more NFL style policy to it, where it's like you get a personal foul and two personal fouls cause the result. I can agree with that. Wow. You got anything else? 
Nope. Kendall? Nope, I think we covered a lot of stuff. So, this one's a little bit silly, especially seeing as the NBA, um, I think a lot of people would say uh, fixed the All-Star game this year. Uh, Certainly from the general consensus that I've gathered is that the game was much more enjoyable than in many years past. Um, Players certainly tried a lot harder, it seemed like, um, than in past years. Um, However... <laughs> we got here uh, Michael Scott uh, showing the both Rams uh, logos. <laughs> Paul, can you send that to me? I'll put it. Yeah. Or you could just add a new Instagram group with me in it. So, so, how much fun would it be if, for the NBA All-Star Game, I understand that the reason that they do it the way now is so that they can come up with, like, team strategy and everything like that and synergize. How fun would it be if they just did it, like, a pickup game style? And did... And, did the draft like live right before the game, just like ah, you're with me, and they just fucking ran it. I like the way they do it. I don't see like, that way. Like the pickup style would be cool. Would, would they keep the game the way it was? Yeah, I would say so. I can get on board with that. So, I mean, it's any... it's very much just a gives the feeling of a home pickup game. There's no strategy in it. You just grab the guys that you think you'll do the best with. It's literally pick your team right then and there. Let's go. Wait, for, for All-Star we're talking? Or... Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, if they were talking like every single game, like, well, that's like a logistical nightmare. Um... <laughs> but yeah, I can get down with that. The whole league is here. <laughs> yeah, break up. Your game starts at 730. <laughs> you know... The NFL tried that for like a hot minute. Remember, they like it's fantasy football for real. Jerry Rice's team, blah blah blah. Yeah, that was like five years ago, and it was terrible. Right, and like it was like slightly fun, but not that much fun for it to like be a long-standing thing. I think basketball kind of has a better. It makes more sense for that because you just like the fundamentals are the same. You don't you kind of just you go and play. You know, with the NFL, they're they're still like okay, we still have to have a week long practice. Yeah. And you know, run plays that won't matter for your next season. Here, here's here, here's the rule change we've been missing for all of them. So let's eliminate from all sports. Let's eliminate contracts, right? Eliminate contracts, and we'll make six or seven tiers of pay. So let's say we make six, right? So six would be like the bottom would be like role player pay or like like filler pay. Uh, five would be role player pay. Uh, four would be um, service pay. Three would be contributor pay. Two would be like star pay, and one would be elite pay. Something like that. Where like the elite pay would be like you know, let's just call it for the NFL would be you know twenty two million dollars a year, regardless if you're considered elite at quarterback or elite at, at, at like guard. 
whatever. And then what we do in every sport, basketball, we come up with the contracting every year. The or the all thirty two or thirty or thirty one in the NHL state. Um, all the league owners sit down with the, the leagues and they go through player by player for the entire league. And they rank every player on a vote where they fall into the category, and that's how they make their pay. And then every single year we do a fantasy draft hmm. for every sport. It's hmm. intriguing. What mass? Can't hear you. Do you have your? Are you muted, mass? Would be pretty interesting. What the hell did you just do? Hit like a pilot button in your cockpit? <laughs> Uh, I. I'm telling you, he's got like a secret laboratory that he's broadcasting out of. Yes, a secret <laughs> laboratory indeed. Mark. Anybody else has anything they want to chime in on? I think I just a three-pointer in our Every drop pass is a last ride from the Undertaker. <laughs> and in hockey, if you take a shot and don't hit the goal, you get immediately three deep through a table on ice. Uh, oh, MLB. Every time you strike out looking, you get f 5 on the pitch command. Jesus Christ. i pay to watch that. Lake Snell. That would hurt. Well, I mean, I'm back before you get to us. I just get checked. It's not going to be obvious that he's going to get every game, so... <laughs> Does anybody have anything else they'd like to add? No. Yes, don't get on so much. You might find a cock in your mouth by accident. <laughs> uh, beer reviews, Mock. So, the red dog is the king. And that's all that it needs to be said. Okay. I feel like I feel like his whole thing has been like pre-recorded that he did at like noon today. And like he's <laughs> even on the podcast. Like, it's just, like, a thing that he timed out, like, somewhat perfectly. Kendall's pushing buttons to soundboard. That's right. This is this show never even really occurred. Kendall, uh, what'd you have? Uh, Kendall, what'd you have? All right. I had uh, three beers uh, tonight. I started with the uh, uh, Violet Ray, and I wrote Violet Ray in my book right off the bat, so that's a good start for me. Uh, written by Relic, uh, 7.0%. Uh, amber in color, uh, Roman flavor is citrusy, uh, earthy, uh, more of a floral. Um, was okay, typical IPA, uh, not super tasty. It was kind of a bittery hoppiness, but it didn't have any like lasting flavor. Two stars, maybe would get again. I switched over uh, to She Bean or Sheben. I don't know what the hell you call their brewery out of Wolcott, Connecticut. Um, haven't figured it out yet. 4.8%, uh, copper in color, uh, it's a sour, I like sours, so the, the flavor and, and aroma is kind of that, uh, skunky, soury taste, um, uh, it didn't taste like blueberry at all, uh, it, it was fine, but I wouldn't, two stars, doubtful would get it again, and I closed with the SPF from Goose Island, Illinois, uh, 5.5%, uh, I don't think I've ever had this beer that I could ever remember. Uh, golden color, uh, Roman flavors, earthy floral. It wasn't bad. It oddly reminded me of like if yogurt was a beer, it would be this beer. Uh, what kind of yogurt? 
strawberry. Uh, it's it's a passion fruit flavor, but I mean, I I don't have the uh, ability to decipher what that means. Uh, two stars, maybe would get again. Those are my beers. So I had the silver can from the Goose Island packet. Next Goose IPA. Next Goose IPA. Can't read that. Uh, you just can't read it. No, because the cans and the garbage in the boxes over there. Um, and you can't read. Uh, you look at it. Um, Listen here, Sharpie head. <laughs> so the beer was very tasty, you know, tropical and chocolate here. Um, they had the IPA, very tasty, very good, very standard. Both get it again, they topped the notch of my beer. Paul? I had the Goose Island Bourbon County, 2019 edition. Um, great as always. This one is definitely a boozier style. Could definitely benefit from two plus years in age. Um, obviously, uh, you'll hear about that in two years. Um, and then I finished off with a uh, garage style lager from Goose Island. And uh, I had that last week reviewed it. Pretty good. Get it again. Delicious. Real quick, I just want to I just want to put this out there. Um, I'm just gonna list the they put the top fifteen since since uh, forced fumbles by player uh, started being recorded in '93. We talked kind of talked about this on the show. The only players that are above Charles Tobin forced fumbles since they've been recorded are Robert Mathis, Julius Peppers, John Abraham, Dwight Freeney, and Jason Taylor. And like, and, and, and Tillman's within like eight of all of them. I mean, like, like you look at like, like people like, like Ray Lewis isn't even on this list. Well, I mean, I still think that Tillman should be in the hall, but that's just me. I don't think he's up yet. He's not, but I still think. I, I think, I think Charles Tillman will make it to the Hall of Fame. He won't be the first ballot guy, but I think he'll make it. Yeah, I think he will too. Builder has a name move, move named after him. Hey, Mark. Yeah. In case uh, people were sleeping through most of this podcast, where can they find us? Well, you know, once you wake up, you head over to Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's catching the coronavirus or drinking a Modelo with your friends. Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us live on Spreaker. Be sure to check out all the other shows on PPRN. We Four got shows uh, total. Yeah, new new fourth show. Uh, Kendall, what's the name of it? I think it just goes by the Joe Antonio Show. So we got uh, Joe Antonio. You got the Four Live Crew and the Peter Pino Show. Check it out. Well, that goes without being and for you guys keeping score at home gswd is the longest running sports show on the pprn radio network yes it is yeah so keep that in mind the best of the best because we're the best and you can get punched in the face because we're the best okay we're also live on speaker that's right
and now on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> How much money did we make? We didn't. Yeah. yeah well, then screw off, miss. <laughs> did we make money from Spreaker? You now owe me a Chili's gift card for your determined amount. Yeah. Can I make it that you owe me? Like, give you a negative amount so you have to pay me for it? No, no, no. I get a positive amount, no matter how minimal it is. Alright, so a cent? A cent. And I, I heard, uh... Oh, yeah. We don't own the rights to this music. <laughs> so, real quick before we sign off, uh, does anybody uh, know what are the the chairman who just came out and announced that the uh, Olympics was postponed? Uh, his Dick name is Pound. Yeah, it's like the top ten greatest song of all time. You know, Kai, I thought you were going to say greatest names of all time. And yeah, I did a really too. Funny thing. So, uh, sing us out, Billy. <laughs> Until next time, I guess. Hey, I'd like to start calling him Robbie Ray Cyrus. <laughs> if we wanted to, we could do this all the time. Richard Ray Cyrus. <laughs> but until then, I'm your host, Scuffy the Riddler. I'm Mark. Nope. I'm the Mouse Chris Massey. And I'm the Red Baron of a rat. Alright, good show, guys. Okay. Yeah. Fucking terrible.